All right, we're live. Welcome to the From the Stands podcast. I'm JC. I'm here with my boy Jacob. And all the way... How's it going? Really far away, Clint is here as well. What's up, boys? How y'all doing? Doing tired. Like we were talking before we came on air, man. Flying and time change and running into a... An older hotel slamming lamps everywhere trying to get set up is uh is, is that how South we'll Carolina loses to Missouri all the time? Oh Slow man, down. we're, we'll we're gonna there. get started early, huh? Off the we're rip. gonna get started early. Let's go. I wasn't ready. Normally you get like a warm up, you know. <laughs> this man came and just throwing punches already. No sir. I feel like he had that cock loaded too. You know, it's funny. To yeah, we were talking sure here for the last few minutes, quick you know, before we recorded, and yeah. there was none of like no hints or of this or anything. Mm. He just. You know what he's trying to do is he's trying to get into the clips early. He's like, if I say something right now, I'm like, I'm in. Get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Everything's going to be one line, just <laughs> hammers the whole time he talks. <laughs> it's going to be 47 clips right. of him. Just No, we're not him. here to talk about the you know trash South Carolina right now. We're not right. here to trash. Touch your mouth. Let's get into the real oh, stuff. God, All right. It's, we're, we're like 60 seconds in. So I do have a question for you, ACC boy. Like <laughs> All this conference realignment stuff we heard coming into the week was ACC, Clemson, Florida State, whoever, moving to the Big Ten. And then I'm like sitting there waiting on like an official story to pop. And then all of a sudden, it's all these teams from what's left of the Pac-12 now, all of a sudden like are over there. And it seems to be like confirmed and legitimate. Like, w- like did we miss something in the time frame? Did the ACC just not like make a deal in time? Like, did I miss something? Like, I feel like that happened pretty quick. I think they... Right, yeah. For as the ACC, I mean, anything can still happen um, because personally, this is just beginning. You know, the Pac-12 right now is left for four teams in like a couple yeah, of years, year, yeah. so they're going to probably, yeah, completely disband that. I don't know how they could, you know, salvage a conference over there. So this is really just beginning, I believe, because I mean, just a few months ago, I had a couple of close sources to the Clemson program that was kind of telling me, "Hey, you could see Clemson," you know create a hockey program out of nowhere and you're like oh really because we're going to the big 10 and of course that hasn't happened yet but like you know just last week i i was kind of told that hey we're we're like signing paperwork and then all of a sudden like you're saying these pac-12 teams just come out of nowhere so um i, I don't think the acc's done or really started any th- movement yet um but florida state's been the one that's really kind of kicking the, the tires everywhere so We'll see will, what happens. Uh, when you said Florida State, I mean, that's that's how we're right. playing. When you these. said Florida State, that reminded me of something I saw earlier in the week is apparently like the athletic director or the president, whoever it was, was saying that like, I guess they're not even getting $30 million annually or maybe they're close to it, but like apparently that's not enough. And I, I, I don't know if members of the Big Ten are getting like $60 million annually or that's like what's projected with all the new teams coming in, but I'm like, obviously, like we shouldn't be surprised. It's all about money. So it's, and to be honest, like, yeah, it's all about money. This, this can go in a thousand different ways because you're telling me you're worried about thirty million a year. You want sixty, and then like tuition prices aren't going down. Like, what are we doing with all this money? Like, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Probably not meant for this podcast, but like, I don't know. I, the Florida State guy, like you said, seemed to be like the the big one about the whole money thing. Right, and I am not well versed on the money situation either, but I I believe that. The bigger programs, Clemson, Florida State, you know, they almost like split revenue with some of the we would consider smaller colleges. It, it kind of depends, but um, it, it's it's kind of like Clemson's ended up having to take less, or they make more, but they have to kind of pay the other schools. But again, I'm not very well versed on that either. But you're right; it is all about money, right? As a as a fan, 
because Clemson and FSU, they're not worried. They're going to have a home no matter what happens, right? Right. Um, now, if the ACC kind of gets stale and they don't make any moves, they don't change their their TV deal or however this works. As a fan, would you do you want to leave? Do you want to find another conference? Do you want to go to one of these big two or three that seem to be developing, or would you rather stay home and keep what y'all have already and and build from there? I mean, the true Clemson way. I'm like I've never, I didn't attend the Clemson University or anything, but I think the Clemson way is, you know, we we kind of bite our way through the ACC, so we're there at the end of the year with just one or no losses kind of deal. So yeah. the idea of going, and we still play some, de- you know, some decent opponents throughout the year, Notre Dame and stuff, and it's not like a trash game. We'll, like we'll debate that say. on a later. Yeah. But <laughs> right, it's yeah. another talk for a different time. But I think personally. This whole conference realignment, I kind of wish we could just skip forward. Um, it, I think it's just going to end up being almost like an NFL, like you're going to have two big conferences. It's going to be Big Ten and SEC, but they'll change their names and all that. And then we'll almost have divisions again, and we'll make a new playoff in like five, ten years, whatever. Because they're already saying they're going to have to, re- you know, with these conference alignments um, changes, they're going to have to mm-hmm. review the playoff again. They just had, we hadn't even gotten to the 12 team playoff, and they're already trying to review it and change it. So, yeah. um, personally, I think it would be good for Clemson University, like longevity, to to go ahead and take advantage of this momentum that we've got from the past 10 years and get into a bigger, more, you know, more well founded uh, conference when it comes to like the, the amount of money they can make from a TV deal because the ACC can't right. get it together just like the Pac 12. <clears throat> and that's what's crazy. And like you were talking about the playoffs. Yeah, like I know we're only in it for the next two years. I think 2026, they have to renegotiate how it's going to work or whatever. But now with the Pac 12, or yeah, the Pac 12, you have only four teams. And with the current starting in 2024 playoff system, automatic bid is given to the conference champion. So now you have yeah. a problem where, depending on how, if whatever the Pac 12, if they survive, if they bring up teams from the Mountain West or however this, you know, I'm not an expert in all that, but however they decide to do this. You're, are you going to put a? I don't think Stanford's going to win the Pac-12, but it, are you going to put a Stanford Pac-12 championship? Yeah. yeah, a champion with only four teams or six teams, whoever they're able to get in against. Are you saying they're more deserving of say a two-loss Oregon? That's now no. I would say no because because that's like, not that's, if you have four teams, you're not a power conference, right? Like you can't. You can't be like there's no, gonna, yeah. there's no conference of four teams. There's more than four teams that are independent <clears> right now, like. But and I want to touch back on the Clemson thing, but I don't think you're wrong, Jacob, with where you're talking about the whole NFL like kind of setup and like. But if we have two divisions, like, how is that going to work? So like, so now we have two divisions with you know thirty, forty teams. So pretty much, I think it's going to end up going back to the same way it was, right? Obviously, you can't play you can't play everybody in your conference at that point because too many games. So now what? We're we just going to play people that are in our region. So now we're back to square one. All right, yeah, we're in a huge conference. Split the you know, whatever it may be, I, I would don't even say split the, the map in half because it, the right now the conferences are all over the place. But if South Carolina is in one of the teams or Clemson, like why wouldn't we just play regional based teams, right? Like we would be playing teams in the Southeastern Conference or the ACC or a mix of the two. But unless they're expanding the regular season by a few games, and even if they do, like I think we're back to square once. So like almost like what is the point of even doing it that way? Like like I said, maybe just the money gets distributed more evenly because now you're going to have like maybe more similar TV deal rights and all this stuff. But it just doesn't make sense to go that route when it's going to end up being the same thing. Because more than likely, like 
you're not going to want a Clemson or a Carolina or whoever playing teams in California all the time. Like, I'm not saying you, you can't have a one-off because that's what's going to happen here soon with the Big Ten, but it just seems almost like we're just going to like just going to be a revolving door. We're going to be in the same place. Well, it, right. And sorry, you can go ahead, man. No, go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead. So, and this is what I was thinking about on the way up here is that it kind of takes away from what college football is, right? Like uh, the, the regionality of the sport, like you have had, you know, the SEC and then the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the, you know, the ACC. You had this regionality to where it, it made a difference with the fandom. Like you had, you know, SEC fans are different than the ACC fans. We all know this and from the Big Ten and, of course, Pac-12, West Coast football, fun and gun. Like I mean, it's it just, just means different. more, you know. And – yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. you're gonna lose like rivalries that you've had. Like Oregon, Oregon State's not gonna happen anymore, possibly because right. now they're and, and and because it's no longer regional. You're, you're right. traveling. I know we joked, you know, through our group chat, like Rutgers traveling across the country to go get destroyed. They're gonna come all that's the back. reality. All, all that money they're gonna spend. There ain't no Rutgers fans over there. Like so, you're you're kind of as a fan. I get the whole money aspect. Money's gonna run everything. It's just the way it is. But as a fan, it sucks because you're you're taken away from what makes college football different from the NFL, and we're just slowly creeping towards that NFL scene or, or look. And I can't stand it honestly because I like I like the differences. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes the shit talking so good because you know NFL is just like whatever. It doesn't really matter where you are. Just whatever division happens to be hot this year, it kind of ebbs and flows. Whereas there's more of like a unity. Even like you know they go to the playoffs. And you have most fans that are rooting for the team in their conference that's represented in the playoffs, even though they may hate them. Right, they're still rooting for them. That's uh, correct. So that's why I, I it sucks. Well, tell me you don't I, like you know nil without telling. Well, me I mean, right, like that's NIL. the thing, right? Because it's the wild no. west. Like something's got to get put in place, or it isn't. Like, how do you keep the like? And we're already away from the amateurism. Like, I think you should get paid. You should be able to get paid for your name, image, likeness. Like, you should be able to sell your jersey with your name on it or do autographs. But at some point, there's so, got to be something put in place. So like like you said, at, at what point, just besides the fact that you go to school, are we not going to be the NFL? And then, yeah, does that – I don't know if that goes away. Does all that pageantry and the tradition and the fan bases, like you said, Clint, like does that go away? Like I don't I don't know what it would take for me to like yeah. not feel the way I do about South Carolina. Like I don't know what would have to change. Would it get like to such a professional point where like I just don't like it? Like – I mean, I, I'm a I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, but because I was born there. But like, if they win the division, it's like okay, cool. Like, yeah, I, I like keep track of them. No, but it's I like I, they I, they don't make or break my weekend. Like, South Carolina loses on a Saturday. Like, <laughs> I'm not okay Saturday and Sunday. It's just is what it is, and probably the rest of the week. In the past few right. years, we haven't right, been okay right. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but I think like you could kind of say like right now, you don't care whether your quarterback. You know, passes this class as long as he's on the football field. That's right? not my. That's that's on like, the school so, I mean, and his parents and the coaching staff. Ain't got nothing to do well, with me, just, bro. Right, but I'm saying pay like, them all tutor, you, all you pay care them about tutors, is football. So sure he's passing it. Exactly, just so he can keep playing. Like that. That's basically what that it'll just become. I, I would imagine. I mean, they're yeah. practicing, you know, two days and stuff, just like NFL is in a way. So I don't really know if it'll change for the worse in the long run necessarily. But I mean, I was just saying that whole process just to go ahead and skip the whole like. This college decides to go here this time, and it, they're all kind of scattering. Just do it all at once, or whatever. But yeah, I'm surprised over. in all yeah. this realignment. Like, 
there hasn't been any like SEC talk. Like, I don't know if it's because they've like just shut it down and say, hey, like we're not inviting any more people. But it seemed like why, like why, from the SEC perspective, why would you not go after Clemson? Why, like, that's obviously their standard. It has been yeah. Alabama, if not better, the last few years, or a, or a Florida State or anybody for that matter that's in that region. Like, that would be the top two out of the ACC I would pick, right? Like, how how'd you not? You have an in state rival already in place. Like, like, yeah, I can. And it would almost guarantee that Carolina and Clemson play every year. Right. And I can joke about Clemson being scared to come to the same conference. Yada, yada. Like, I don't think they're worried about that. And Dabo mm-hmm. sure as hell isn't. They, I mean, they beat Alabama to win the national championship. Like, I mean, I don't think they're worried about it. I'm just surprised that hasn't come up. And if it has, it's like way, like at least not on my radar. But like, I'm just surprised at all this talk. There's been like nothing that says like, I mean, obviously I know no one's going to want to leave the conference, but anybody like else coming in besides Texas and Oklahoma, I'm just surprised I haven't heard anything, especially recently this past week. Do you no, want I mean, more? personally, no, because it's going to get to that point. I don't, but I'm saying with all this talk, and if you're going to go to like these like major two or three, like you would think that would have come up. And I think it has maybe in the past, like when the whole thing started like a year or two ago, but like as of recently with like actual moves mm-hmm. being made, it, I don't want any more. Where are we going to be at like 16 teams with Oklahoma and Texas? I, I think that's yeah plenty for a conference. Like I, because then you can kind of still keep and the, it's almost like the actually have a schedule and rotate and play all the people in your conference. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like the SEC kind of did the whole like, kid on Halloween going up to the, the unattended candy bowl and because SC kind of like started all this off with the whole Texas Oklahoma thing and how huge that was at the time now it's almost like all right who's next uh it's almost like the kid going up to the candy bowl and like selecting exactly what they want instead of just grabbing a whole handful and half of it's like these you know whatever Worthers <laughs> from somebody's grandfather's <laughs> cupboard um <laughs> and I think Big Ten kind of did the same thing but at a certain point, you're gonna you're not gonna get the you know the Snickers and the Kit Kats and the Hershey bars. You're gonna get down to these like nasty candies in them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, like you said, like I don't, you know, do you really want more? I I honestly thought the Big Twelve was gonna be the one that got dissolved first. Yeah, it was I, looking bleak. Like I said, the whole yeah. regionality thing. You have the the Pac-12. It, it, it's they're all West Coast. It's it. I thought it made more sense to kind of right take that middle region and kind of split it up and do it that way. But apparently I don't know how the talks went I, again, you know, we're just fans. Like what, what do I know? But uh, I was surprised, especially how fast it seemed to happen. No, exactly. And um, I think if that happened, if, if Florida state and Clemson left the ACC, that may be the conference that dissolves. Like you thought the big 12 did. Cause the big 12 was yeah, very yeah. reactive. They knew right away that, Hey, our two biggest, our Clemson are and our Florida state's leaving. So they were like, all right, yeah. let's go ahead and get four more now. And they, and they picked up did. Colorado, which is like one of the, if not the like most talked about team probably this year, at least in the off season, has been Colorado. So like, right. Whole another thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to, to watch that play out. Yeah, nothing against Colorado. It's it's Coach Prime, man. It's I've, just over. It's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. Has been played on the radio too much. I, th- I think I think the name is only going to take you so far once you start. Uh, maybe he'll prove me wrong. He's going to be an incredible coach, but I, I think the hype and the name is only going to get you so far. Eventually, you're going to have to actually show that you can coach and play against right. these really Which good teams. This so. year's going to yeah, we'll be see. bad because I mean they what? How did they won like two games last year? Or f- maybe 
So it's like if yeah, they went like I mean Nick Saban's first like they went four or five games is Nick okay. Saban's first year was bad. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, he walked into well, not a not the best situation, but probably a little better than Colorado at the time, I'd say. Right. We'll hmm. see though. We got a, got a few more weeks until that point. Well, if you guys anything else on like conference realignment you guys want to touch on? I mean, I know we didn't even get to the specifics of who moved no. over, but was it Washington, Oregon? I no, mean, sorry, Pac twelve. I, I hope y'all survive out there and whatever's left of you. Well, Pac four. Uh, that sucks. That's yeah, right. Dude, that's, I agree. No, I, it'll be a constant story for the next. I mean, couple of years. I mean, we'll we'll revisit it all, probably next week whenever somebody else moves. But mm-hmm. um, so we'll, we'll have time to talk right. about it. Well. Let's let's get into the what this episode is really going to be about, which is going to be our SEC conference preview. So we'll pretty much be doing conference previews up until from now up until the start of college football season, which you know we'll we'll say week one, now week zero. So September third is really when it starts, or even that Friday. So let's kind of get into some of these teams, break some stuff down, and um, see if you guys got any uh, predictions on who's going to win the conference. So I, I, we got. I mean, how do we not start off with Georgia, right? Back to back national champions, possibly going for a third. Um, what do you think, Clint? Yeah. How do you see them this year? Are they are they reloaded? Are they still the team to be? Like, kind of, what's your what's your take on them? Yeah, uh, I, I don't see how you could say they're not the team to beat. Um, I do think, and Georgia fans love Stetson Bennett, so they're not going to be the ones that are going to be shocked when they realize how much. He did, even though he's not the prototypical quarterback. He was a really good college quarterback. He, he won two championships. He was a fish. I mean, he was a he's a good player. Uh, NFL, we'll see. You know, probably not, but you know, we'll see how he does. Uh, I do think, out of all the teams that are trying to replace their their QB situation, I think Georgia is going to be okay. Like, it's not going to be a situation where they're fumbling around. And if, even if they do fumble a little bit, they're so good. It's it's not going to take them long to let these guys play it out themselves and just let their defense take over. You don't have to win by 40 every week. As long as you're winning, that's all that matters. Um, they, they got Dominic Lovett on in the slot, Rob Rod Thomas on the outside, and, of course, Brock Bowers, who, I mean, we, we say the best tight end. That dude might be one of the can best players yeah. in the country. Can we get a tight end to win the Heisman? Like, if there's ever a year. There you go. That if, might be if there's going to be one, this that is guy. probably your best bet. I mean – and I'm kind of with you, Clint. Like, I don't think... Right. I don't know if this is necessarily one of those years where it's like, it doesn't matter who they... I know it is. Like, it doesn't matter who they have playing quarterback, they're going to win. But, like, I don't think, like, Carson Beck's, like, that bad of a player. Like, I don't think he's going to be no detrimental. It's not going to be like... I feel like Alabama had some years, like, back in the day where it's like, ah, uh, he's not the greatest. He's just going to hand the ball off. Like, whatever. But I think he'll probably be dynamic enough to make some plays. But I'm with you, Jacob. But there's... It's actually funny you say that because I was kind of, kind of, like, bring that up just as, like, a teaser. Like, if this guy can win the Heisman, or at least, I, I think he at least makes it to New York to the ceremony. Like I don't see how he wouldn't. He he could, yeah. Especially after Bama, you know, winning a you know Heisman with the wide receiver, you hadn't seen that in so many years. Like that's kind of like, hey, the voters can be like, okay, we can actually spread these votes around. I'd have to just go to a quarterback or or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, so, I mean, wait, sorry, go ahead. I'd no, I was just gonna say, like my view on Georgia is. I mean, even if they, I mean, they got Carson Beck and they also have Brock Vandergrift. So like, and they got Gunnar Stockton mm-hmm. actually. I'd see that on their depth chart. Yeah, we don't talk. So about we don't talk either. about. Gunnar I forgot about that. So I know, but you know, I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to, I know what you wanted to but, do. I mean, okay? they got depth. We don't talk about it, dude. Right. No, but I mean, Carson Beck obviously won the job, so he's 
probably the most talented, but like they are probably good if, if even if they have an injury. But the, my thing is like Georgia's always been, you know, their line is always better than everybody. They always get the big hog mollies out the back backwoods and wherever. Which they got one of the top offensive and, tackles from Mount Pleasant. Monroe Freeling went to Oceanside Collegiate. So he's he was a four star guy committed. So I don't know he'll start yet, but yeah, just just goes to show you that they're getting all the big guys. No, he that's crazy because he's looks like he's third string right now, but that's just shows right. how good their depth is. Um, but mm-hmm. they got two senior running backs, Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. Um, like they're just gonna hand the ball off the whole time. Like if their quarterback's not like slinging it around, like they're just gonna run it right down your throat. Like like you said, let the defense kind of take over. Five stars everywhere. Well, They're before I on. totally go off on a rail, because you know what's about to happen, like Mike Bobo is coming back as mm. the offensive coordinator. <laughs> this is my thing, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much his offense has changed because when Georgia was actually like winning, when Mark Richter was the coach and Bobo was running the offense, they had Matt Stafford, Noshan Marino, Musa Muhammad, AJ Green. They had all these guys, right? So they literally could do the whole like pro style play action, throw it down the field. Like, that's kind of how it was back then. I'm sure his offense has evolved a little bit because. It, it would have to at this point, but at the same time, like seeing what he did at South Carolina, which was nothing, and him now just bounce around plates in the SEC. Like, I don't know how different they're going to be as far as like their offense, because like you said, they're so good in the trenches, he might not have to do anything different. But I don't think, I don't think they're going to be like out scheme you and out maneuver you and stuff like that. If they are, it's not coming from Bobo. I'll tell you that because like I don't know what his offensive mind is, but just from what I've seen personally, what he did to our team. I think he's kind of like bland in his play calls. Yeah. But when you when you do have a, a quarterback that, you know, is trying to solidify his feet and, you know, win that starting job, it's nice to have targets like Brock Bowers to just dump it off to. Worst case scenario. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, just give it to the big dude who can out at that size, outrun everybody. And if he doesn't, he's just going to mow him over anyway. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be okay. It's, uh, I mean, is there any game that, that scares you like i i i mean there's always a chance for the little hiccups here and there the little, little no ball, i'm, but, I'm uh, even if they even if they drop their one, toughest like a road game especially is they play at auburn um and at tennessee that's it they got florida at home south carolina at home so kentucky at, at home old miss at home like they have everybody at home when do they play tennessee november 18th they could lose right one of those thanksgiving games. but even like you're saying even if they do for some reason I mean, they'll just be a one-loss SEC, more likely in the championship game. I mean, yeah, that they'll championship still, game they'll still win the East. Yeah, right. yeah. But I mean, they don't play Alabama. Yeah. They don't I, play LSU, I've, so they kind of make it out of the West. Like, or I mean, they're in the East, obviously, but like they don't play anybody really from the West. That's like <laughs> that worries me. I don't think Auburn's really worrying anybody right now. Right. Mm. Yeah. All right. So. Okay, so who we got let's next? Go to Alabama, man. Let's see what uh, let's see what do you think about them, Jacob? But d- like, my thing is Alabama is I know the talk every year is just like, okay, they didn't win the national championship, they didn't go to the playoff. Like, I'm not worried about them. I don't think I'm ever really worried about them. It's just a matter of like, I think they're kind of like Georgia this year. They're finally getting, I say finally, they're always good in the trenches, but I think maybe they lost a little bit of that, getting pushed around a little bit. But no, I I, I get that sentiment. Um, like. This is a year, it feels like for so long that Alabama's just had a really good quarterback. You know, back in the day, early, you know, 2010 and stuff, they just had A.J. McCarron, I think, and it was just like a an average quarterback. And it feels like that position has been solidified for the past, feels like four, five, six years, whatever, with a really good five-star kind of guy. 
and they've got five stars there, but it's not like you have like a, like I said, previous years, Bryce Young's there and it's just like, okay, well he could possibly win the Heisman and they're going to win everything. So there is like some uncertainty there. Um, I've I've heard that Jalen Milrow is probably actually going to win the starting job. um, Even with Tyler Buckner there. But I I think that's kind of shows how Tyler Buckner, I mean, he didn't play like an outstanding kind of um, next level style football at Notre Dame. Um, he, I think they brought him in. Saban's a genius for this, probably, but he brought him in just as like, a, all right, here's a little kick in the in the rear to like get his guys going. Um, so they're going to be, I think they're going to be all right, but just nobody again is talking about him. So it's always been a frustrating thing for you know Clemson. I feel like they've been our one of our biggest rivals, but yeah. um, Jalen Miller is going to be fine. I think they're they could kind of go back down to instead of just a gun slinging like five wide whatever you know, just throw for three, four or 500 yards a game to back to a little bit more of a game manager, but just that's what Nick Saban loves. He'd rather run the ball. Well, he is definitely more of a run first quarterback. Like he's not, he's not Bryce Young where he's going to like just electrify you with his arm and then can like run. Like I, I feel like he's maybe, maybe not quite. And I haven't watched enough to know, but he kind of gives me that feel maybe just because he's a bigger dude. I was like a running back playing quarterback type thing. Like he's, he's got an arm and he's, he's talented, but I feel like he's like run first in his mind, which I mean, Saban will be fine with that, but yeah, Wild's not a bad idea to bring another transfer in in case he does get hurt, since that's kind of like his play style. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, stuff I've seen too is with both Jalen and Tyler Buckner, they they both can tend to be turnover prone. You know, they throw interceptions here and there. Right. I think to your to your point, Jacob, that's going to be one of the things I think that pushes Saban to be okay. Let's go back to. We're some power stuff. Let's we're not, we're not the team we were with Bryce Young. Obviously, um, it, it, I think like comparative to Georgia, it, they're it, it's a little more unsure, and I think it's going to be a little more uneasy trying to figure out their quarterback situation uh, than than Georgia will be um, it, because of one of the turnover issues. And two, like you said, I think they'd rather just not even risk it. Let's go back to the power stuff. And uh, let's see if it works, especially in a year like this when there's a lot of these teams, you know, they're they're turning over quarterbacks or turning over offense. Um, it, it might be OK. You could probably get away with using this year to figure out your identity at quarterback um, or how you want your offense to run. So, yeah, I, I, I do think I, I won't say the lease is short for Milro, but. I, I don't think it's uh unlimited. Well, I think we're gonna find out so. quick. I mean, they play Texas week two. And if you remember last year, I don't if Quinn Ewers gets hurt or doesn't get hurt in that Texas game, I think Texas wins. I mean, Bama ended up winning by one point. So they're gonna yeah. find out early. Mm-hmm. I don't know how quick Saban's gonna be with like that leash, but like if things go south, like I mean they play middle Tennessee first, so that's gonna not even gonna be a question. But that Texas game early on is gonna be very interesting to see how uh how they handle it i mean that's gonna be a huge mm-hmm. test and early on when like you're still working through kinks and stuff like that's probably one of my favorite like matchups like week one or week two um that's probably gonna be my favorite mm-hmm. one just because i feel like it's got some national title implications already i, I got a question yeah, I, for you guys okay so what assuming and saban might do this assuming he doesn't coach till he dies on the field <laughs> what makes him retire first Winning another championship or not making it to the SC championship? I think mm. he. Whew, that's actually really tough because I don't see. Oh man, I don't see how if like he's not going to be able to like 
be losing games and just being a retire. Like he's just not going to be to quit. Like, oh, I'm losing, so I'm out. But at the same time, like if you win a national championship, do you want to get out either? Like, does a coach want to go out on top? Like, I don't know if that's really doesn't happen too too often. Like players do, right? Like, I don't see him just being like. And if I know anything, I'm leaving about Nick Saban. He's very stubborn too. Like, (laughs) you know, he's that old school kind of guy. So like. He probably will coach till he dies, and that that's awesome. But um, I I don't know, man. It, he'd have to win. I feel like he. I feel like he's the kind of guy that either would just know it's my time, or like he's just like I said so stubborn. He's just gonna keep going and just yeah, almost like stroke, the hero dies. The stroke between the third and fourth quarter is when he'll know it's time. Yeah, because if he wins he's four now, over, championships in a row, that's bad. I don't want. No, I'm not trying to put any bad juju on Nick Saban here. One of the best coaches ever, maybe the best college football coach. But yeah, that, I was thinking about that uh, a little while ago. I was like, I'm because if he if he doesn't make the SEC championship game, like I know he would be steaming. Like, and and it's kind of like like we talked about before. It is is the dynasty on its way out. Like, is this a situation where? It definitely has turned over hands to Georgia or maybe LSU is the up and coming power in the West and Alabama's gonna play second fiddle. I, I don't necessarily think that's the case, but you know that's what's being talked about. And yeah, it's gonna be interesting the- to see, especially with their quarterback situation and how they're trying to handle post Bryce Young era right. how, how it's handled. No, I honestly I think Bama because Bama and Cle- again back to Clemson somehow. Uh, we had that stretch where we were just almost in the national championship every single year, both of us. Like the standard that we both set, and but Bama's got an even higher standard than Clemson. Like they just haven't made it there, so they're like unrest, you know. And hmm. it's almost like an unfair. Like if he doesn't make SEC championship games, I'll tell you, like he's gonna do something drastic himself or the university. The university's not gonna not like that. But I'm saying like just like just he's gonna <laughs> yeah, but like he's gonna. Do something like a, a big change. Oh, he'll just take like Bama to the Independence Byron. and be like, ah, I'll play whatever schedule I want. Since because he's still mad. If you heard yeah. like the recent interview he did, or well, I don't know if it was recent, but he was like, he was so mad because they when you know when the rankings came out with the college football playoffs, they were like, well, who's the best teams left? And like they were like, oh, Bama would beat all of these teams or yada yada. And he's like, well, then why aren't we in the playoff? Like, so if that keeps happening, and he like he didn't get snubbed. I don't think they deserve to be in last year. But if they keep telling him that his team's so good and they're no, better good. than the team's in and he doesn't get in for whatever reason, yeah, he's going to make his own little saving mm-hmm. conference or something, maybe. Dude, there it is. <laughs> Back to the conference. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his legacy, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of like <laughs> them going to the SEC Championship game, like I would think in the West right now, the only other team that's going to maybe like contend is going to be LSU, which they did beat Alabama last year. In the regular season, they got a good bit of players coming back. You got Jaden Daniels again, so second year of Brian Kelly. Like to me, like mm-hmm. if if somebody's gonna do it, it's gonna be them. I don't think Auburn's gonna be an issue. I don't think A and M's gonna be like even if even if Bama like I think I think out of the West, like the conf, like whoever goes to conference championship will still have one loss. So I don't think that anybody's gonna run the table, but yeah. I think it's just gonna be between Bama and LSU. I mean, dude, they uh, just from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and reading, there's a lot of LSU hype. And I mean, it, it happens when you have teams that are on the rise like that. Um, Brian Kelly, absolutely. Uh, I feel like exceeded expectations last year. And 
I don't think people actually thought they were going to win the West last year. And so when it happened, I think it's like, okay, it it proved something. Jane Daniels got better as the year went on. Uh, They got six O linemen starters that are returning. I think they have a lot to work with to, to to build on that momentum that they had at the end of the year. Um, I don't necessarily think they're going to destroy everybody. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't think that either. I'm just think, glad. Like, I don't think Jane Jane Dills is a great. He's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. Uh, I think they still have to. I think there's still going to be situations where they're going to have to rely on very tight games and a lot of defensive, you know, stops, and it's not going to be any blowaways like you know most of what Georgia did last no, year. No, I don't. I don't think like so. That. I don't. I don't think Jake right. Daniels is watch. that. Like, I just think he's kind of like a. Uh, kind of wild in some of his throws and stuff. He's he's got the arm talent. He can obviously he's athletic and run, but I think that kind of gets him in trouble. But it is good that the fact that, like you said, that them beating Alabama, them like getting out of the West last year, like legitimized. I think Brian Kelly's like first year there because obviously all the talk going in was one kind of how he left Notre Dame and two like those videos came out of him like with his fake country accent off the rip and it was just like a joke. And then him dancing Dude. with recruits yeah. like it was just a joke. <laughs> and for the first time no. I looked at LSU it was like a joke program, which is crazy to even think about so for them to like and then lose the wait lose the florida state week one and then do what they did i'm like all right well maybe brian kelly's like for real like they've legitimized this like and that not that not that they probably Mm. needed that but like my own like personal opinion like i kind of needed to see that from them to be like all right brian kelly's not just some like crazy like right wild guy i mean I mean, he might still be crazy, but I think the PR team was like, dude, just shut your mouth right. yeah. and coach football. Don't do a country accent. Please. Don't talk on the mic. Don't Jesus. dance with the crews. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, just just a staff, like, after that came out, or after he did that, and they're all look, probably looking at him like, what was that, bro? Like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. please stop. Please just coach football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh agree. God. But, I, I mean, LSU, I, I didn't get to see a lot of their games last year. I. JC, I would defer to you by a lot because you were actually born in Louisiana and you follow this team. Who else do they have besides Jaden Daniels? Is it just the Jaden Daniels show or what's their strong I, mean, I think kind of like going back to what Clint said, you have six offensive linemen coming back. Like they got to be able to run the ball. Like not, yeah. not the same offense kind of like I was talking about with Georgia and how they used to just run the ball. Like they were kind of that way back when they had Leonard Fournette and some of these other running backs. But I don't think they have to be a power team because with Jaden Daniels or not, you're still going to spread it out. But you got to be able to run the ball. I mean, even like Clemson's heyday with them having Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, they still like were crazy good at running the ball with Travis Etienne and all those guys. So even Oregon, Oregon spread offense, all that stuff, like it's still like run first. So I think having those linemen, you got to take advantage of like running the ball and proving that, you know, we're going to beat you in the trenches because that's kind of how you win in the SEC. So but I still say Jaden Daniels like makes that program go. Like what he does at quarterback, he's very dynamic. Again, that gets him in trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like he's gonna be like the X factor of that offense. Like if he can get everybody else going, then they're they're gonna be tough to stop. Right. I mean, the, and like like going back to what I said about last time with Alabama playing Texas, LSU plays Florida State, which week one on a Sunday night, we're gonna figure out some things real quick, like very quickly. Is Florida State mm-hmm. legit? Is LSU legit? Like one point game last year, game win a field goal, I think, right? Something like that, or winning overtime. I can't remember, but it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, 24-23. So uh, another one I'm excited to watch. 
Oh, I totally agree. And like looking back at their schedule last year, like they had a lot of closer games. Like I know that bowl game against Purdue, that's where that everybody was like, ooh, really left on a high note. So this LSU team is something to look out for next year. But like, I mean, they, they had a lot of closer games. Um, but they still, I mean, you pull them out, a win's a win, but um, they just weren't like outstanding, like crushing people, I guess, necessarily. Right. Well, let's move on. This is definitely let's a team move to look on to, to another team that was going to be in the playoff last year until a South Carolina team came and absolutely stomped them at home um, <laughs> at South Carolina. So that, let's go to Tennessee. You? So obviously a lot of hype around Tennessee. Um, I think for many reasons. One, they're getting a bunch of recruits. They're paying a lot of recruits, a lot of money. They just had a lot of violations. They just like self-reported. like I think it was from the previous coaching staff maybe. Um, I think they lucked mm-hmm. out with like a some scholarship stuff, um, $5 million fine but like no postseason bans or anything like that but i think they got a lot of uh a lot of hype like rightfully so coming in um obviously hendon hooker's gone but you still got 14 returning starters seven on offense seven on defense i mean that's you know more than half on each side of the ball and then you got joe milton coming back or you know coming back but like actually taking over the starting job just kind of and i don't think he started since well i mean he started the bowl game i guess but like started for a team since like when he was back at michigan yeah, I, I go ahead, go ahead, Jacob. Oh no, I, I, I just hate this team because, I mean, we lost him in the ball game, and but Joel Milton has like he's got that next level arm. I don't know what kind of accuracy he has, but I mean, you've seen okay. the off season. Um, I'll take your word for that, but you've seen the off season like throwing the ball ninety yards and stuff. Like he's he's going to be a problem if he can keep that thing accurate. Um, go ahead, Clint. and that, that's that's. That's the draw, right? That's that's what makes everybody talk about it because he's he's an incredible athlete, can throw the ball a mile. Like it, it's fun to watch, uh, but ac- accuracy is an issue, and it's always been an issue with him. Uh, and I feel like accuracy is one of those things. that's like, I mean, sometimes you can kind of improve, but a lot of it's just feel. It's hard to change, like a like a internal feel for ac- it. It's just it, it doesn't work by. Oh, just turn your hips this way one time, then you're automatically better. If that was the case, everybody would have better accuracy. So, uh, I think kind of like we were talking about how Stetson was better as a college football player than a lot of people give him credit for. And they, you know, the mailman, the bus driver, what do you want to call him? Uh, I think for Hooker, now that he's gone, I think it's going to be real how much. They people start realizing how good he was for that Tennessee team and how dynamic he was. Uh, and he led uh, the SEC in QBR at 89.4, and he was second in the nation. Like that, that was a guy that I don't know if it was carry is the right word, but he was definitely the spark that that, that helped them most of the way through. He was so good. And now you're going to replace him with, yeah, a guy who has a cannon, but is he going to? live up to that it, it's and they needed that their defense wasn't great last year i mean south carolina exposed them i was happy about it i was there but they they should have went to the playoffs and they got absolutely exposed and i don't think their defense is going to be that much better this year uh, especially on the back end so that now that you don't have hooker who was that you know heartbeat of that offense and you're replacing a guy that's not as accurate i mean you're it's gonna be tough, and now they got Nico behind them. I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna just yank Milton first game. But if if it becomes an issue to where 
they lose a game that they shouldn't have lost, especially because they couldn't score uh, with the expectations that especially the fans have of Tennessee now, because everybody thinks they're back. Uh, right. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know, say take over the starting job, but if you see some of Nico playing just because I think you're that not going to be, be able to f- turnover based. I mean, if Milton's just sling the ball everywhere and he's just turning it over left and right, yeah. like, Nico will come in and I, I want you to try to say his last name. I just want to, I dude, I, I, I'm I think it's, try I'm a leave dude. Uh, I'm, a, I'm definitely the, saying the only wrong, good thing that, but that I just wanted to just, Milton has going for him. Dude, I, I was about to try and I can't. <laughs> if you want to try, go for it. <laughs> the good thing about what Milton has going for him is that it's not no, like, pass. well, I say it's not like the NFL and like Tennessee's not paying the guy a million dollars. I guess Tennessee had violations. Tennessee might be paying this guy, might not be the NIL, <laughs> but yeah. like mm-hmm. the, t- the school theoretically is not paying him and it's coming from NILs and collectives and yada yada. So like he should be the guy. I think this is probably the biggest like prove it guy to me because I have talked about him. Like we've had previous conversations saying that, yeah, he throws a ball 90 yards. Like you said, Clint, like good for him, but he was at Michigan. He played at Michigan. He got beat out. He transferred. He comes to Tennessee, hoping to get a starting job. Hendon hooker comes from Vatek. Who's like, not like, yeah, he had a good year and like, I'm sure people kind of knew about him, but like wasn't on my radar. I don't think it was on a lot of people's radar. And he obviously like would have started on any team. I wouldn't say that's like Milton's fault. Like he was just one of those guys, cool, calm, collected. And like you said, second best Cuba on the nation. I, I just don't see like, again, a big arm is, is nice. And it, if you're in college, like it, it can help, but I, I don't see how that's going to help him. Like, again, he's got to be accurate. And I think we're going to see it early on too. Like how accurate can he be? Like if they're still going to play with the same type of offense that hooker has, I think it's going to be a rude awakening when they realize that like, Oh man, we can't run it. Some of these same routes are like the timing's not the same, all that good stuff. So I will say, mm-hmm. and, and they also, uh, what was, what was the wide receiver? Um, that was from Columbia. They lost, he got picked. I think he's on the giants now, but I mean, so they're losing your, you're losing your number one receiver. Yeah. Um, who Jaylen like, Hyatt. yeah, what's his name? Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Hy- no, Hy- uh, Jalen Hyatt. And he said, I saw he like set a record for like the fastest miles per hour. Like he was faster than Tyreek and yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's Hill. like your big, Jesus. like 24 the top off the defense guy that they're not, they don't have anymore. So that, that's another, right. so now not only are you taking over hooker spot with all these expectations, now you don't even have like the second best playmaker you guys had on your team. So this is like going to be the biggest, like prove it for me is going to be them. And I, and they get kind of tested early too. They got Virginia first week of the season. That's, like, that's actually going to be played in Nashville. They play at Florida week three. So I think early on, we'll kind of get to see a little bit too, like how good they actually are. I don't see them coming out of the East. Like I, I would, I would pick, you know, I'll definitely take in Georgia to win the East, but I don't see why like, Tennessee, maybe second or third, I guess. I guess it depends on what South Carolina and Florida are going to do. Right. When they, I mean, they play Georgia. They play Georgia. Yeah. Second last uh, game of the season, the week before Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. They do, they do play at Alabama. The only thing that can carry Tennessee to that. Oh, that's going to be another test. Oh, that's a big one. The only thing that would carry Tennessee, I think, is I, again, looking at their starting roster, like, 10 out of their 11 starters on offense. Like you said, 14 of them coming back, but um, 10 out of the 11 on offense are seniors. When do you see that in college football? Like a lot now, a lot of kids leave. Not often. Right. And the one sophomore they have is Squirrel White, which is awesome. 
May as well name team. Oh, speaking <laughs> of all name team, I guess we should have talked about Kool Aid McKintree on Alabama, who's not only has the coolest name, like is probably one of the best corners in the nation. So put them two on the all name team. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. But um, but about quarterbacks though, kind of transition over to Ole Miss maybe. Um, who's going to get that starting job here? I mean, we got three really good quarterbacks in the quarterback room. Like, I mean, I've I've heard that Jackson Dart's probably going to get the start, but what do y'all gentlemen think? Uh, I think from what I've read so far that he's actually started to pull away. Uh, I think it's a little more clear. You know how Kiffin is. He's he's not going to just give you everything out the gate, but um, I, I think he's starting to separate himself. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'd be shocked – not crazy shot, but I'll be shocked if he wasn't named the starter week one. Um, I, I think people give him a little bit more of a hard time than he deserves. Uh, he, he wasn't bad last year. I mean, he, it's, uh, he's just learning. And I, it is weird that you bring in um, – what's that cast name? Spencer Sanders? Yes. It, it, bring him in. Uh, and now, maybe it's kind of like you were talking about saving or maybe that I was just something like, hey – we're going to put the best in here with you, Dart, and you figured out you want to be, you want to be a starter. You go, all right, well, show me. That's Beat what I've heard in out. the camp that yeah. he's kind of really pushed, and that's why Jackson Dart I think is projected to start because he has really shown and proven himself in camp so far. Right. Yeah, I like I said, I'd be surprised if he wasn't named the, the, the starter, especially from what they were talking about. And it, it, even if it's Lane Kiffin, they're gonna he's gonna find a way to score points. Like that's not gonna be an issue. So, uh, it, I, I do like Dart this year, though. Uh, I think he's definitely going to take a step forward and sh- win the job and show, okay, this is kind of like that Lane Kiffin offense that we want to see where it's just like the, the way he wants it ran. And um, They also got that cat from um, LSU. Who, what was his name? can't remember his name. He's a transfer. I think he's like third on the depth chart right now, but. Yeah, I, I don't. Cut it with you, Clint. I think I think they're like gonna. I said, it, it, Walker Howard, you're talking about quarterback. Yeah, Walker Howard. Oh, okay. Walker Howard. Yeah, I think yeah. he's and he's a little younger though, right? So mm-hmm. the, I, I would yes. say definitely between Dart and mm-hmm. Sanders, but I'm kind of with you, Clint. I think it's gonna end up being Dart. So the interesting thing about them is like their season. It's Mercer, Tulane, and Georgia Tech. So three and zero, probably all you know twenty point wins, and then they play Alabama at Alabama. So that, that'll be fun. Like Alabama is going to either come in with one loss from the Texas game or they're both going to be undefeated. Obviously, I love any of the Kiffin saving stuff, mm. them going back and forth. That's always fun. The problem is they play Alabama, then LSU, Arkansas, Auburn. Like they might go 3 and 0 and be like, and I don't know what they're going to be ranked preseason, but at least top 25, I would think. 3 and 0, come in ranked maybe top 15 to Alabama. T- like, and then after that game, it's going to be. Man, like they just go through the gauntlet, so it's, it's, rough. it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Since I mean, last year they made it through all that until the, they lost their last three games of the year, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They are kind of a fun team to watch, man, with their offense. So, but like you said, I don't, I don't know about their defense and if they're going to be able to really stop anybody. They got that boy, Juckins too, who is an absolute man. Yep. That guy's sixteen hundred yards, really sixteen touchdowns last year. Yeah. It's going to be a nice compliment of what they're going to be trying to do. I, I, yeah, I, like I, I heard uh, I, uh, not to win the West, but I, I, I think apparently be fun in to the watch spring game, they've been like using him more like a pass catcher two out the backfield. So like, 
you know, yeah. go ahead and give him uh, some more plays. I mean, that, that's a lot of yards, <laughs> yeah. man. Especially now with running backs, like that's just a lot of yards. Like normally now we're kind of running back by committee in a lot of teams. So that, mm-hmm. that dude will definitely be fun to watch. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> oh, speaking of Ole Miss, man. So Jacob, something I want you to bring up since it's got ties to your team. So, and this is my thing. I hope you know the timeline because I don't know the timeline and I'm very curious. So Ole Miss has a transfer and I'm I'm not even going to blank on his name right now. So you're going to have to help me out. Ole Miss has a transfer who just came from Clemson under some very, TJ very Dudley. weird circumstances. So um, if if you haven't heard, Jacob, just give us a rundown of kind of what took place. How do we get here? And how how has he already transferred to Ole Miss? Because that seemed very quick too. like, you know. Yeah, there's some things to question for sure. Um, so he entered the transfer. TJ Dudley's who we're talking about. He's a linebacker from for Clemson. Um, he's a freshman as well. He just signed last year. Um, I think it was like a four star, if I'm not mistaken. He, he was he was a good player, um, or was going to be a good player. Um, he in, in, entered the transfer portal on July 19th, um, and then. Just like nine days later, July twenty eighth, he uh, in, he transferred to Ole Miss. And let's see, four days ago on Friday, that would be what? What date would that be? Friday. Yeah, Friday was the fourth, so it would be the thirty first. So two two or three days later, after he commits to Ole Miss, it comes out that apparently. He was caught. The reason he was dismissed from the team because he was he entered the transfer portal because he was dismissed from Clemson um, by Dabo Sweeney. And what Dabo said, and this is his quote, was it was a disappointing situation because he's a good kid and a man. He had a chance to be a great player for us this year, so that definitely hurts us. It's unfortunate, but we've got rules, and sometimes it's just best to get a fresh start. We wish him well. So that's all that came out from Clemson, right, so which seems normal, right? Days like later, that's a normal. He, very right. political. You just break statement. rules, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer, yeah. Which Dabo exactly. is known for that, I think. So maybe, <laughs> right? So after he commits to Ole Miss, it count. It comes out that he was apparently dismissed because he was taking pictures of uh, other Clemson football players in the locker room and selling them on OnlyFans. I don't. Dude, this know. is wild. It is wild to hear that report. So of course, I was like, I. And this is like ESPN hasn't reported this. Uh, a lot of big Instagram pages like Elite College Football hasn't reported this. So I like kind of did a little bit of digging and stuff. Um, the person that first reported this and then it got spread all over, you know, Instagram uh, was a dude by with a Twitter handle beating the bookie.com. I like it. I, I, I kind of laughed a little bit too when I saw it. And you go to his page and it's just some dude that was you know just he's all about sports betting and all this stuff and he sends out all these hints and helpful whatever um and he doesn't report anything and it just says according to my source blah 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 that's what was happened. he a subscriber to this guy's um, only fans is that <laughs> how we got I don't know. what he, i need to know and he tweeted <laughs> i don't know because apparently he said that um the video is one of the videos was leaked on twitter and he like didn't repost. He didn't mean to repost it or sure. something like that. But I, it's not on his Twitter, and I never saw it. Um, so I don't know if the video, any video, actually exists because, um, the, the, that's the only dude that really said it. Because everybody that um was on Instagram and stuff are reporting it. It was according to beatingthebookie.com on Twitter. 
So my sources that I have that work for uh, a writing company that is like an in, he's like an insider for Clemson. Um, he said that that was a completely made up thing. Um, TJ Dudley just did a he didn't specify what he did because all you need to know is what Dabo said. He just let's have a fresh start. But he messed up in some way that was detrimental to the team. So he like went ahead and just let him go. But that was never proven. And it's kind of funny that it comes out two or three days after he went to Ole Miss. Well, right. So that's, so that's the other thing. Like, at what point is he, one, does he make the Ole Miss coaching staff aware and they let him in too? Like, not that either of these is okay, but I think there's a difference. Like, are you just taking pictures of these young college guys who are obviously in shape and they're just like shirtless and somebody's going to pay to see them? Or are these like straight up locker room, like shower pics of like them just like naked walking around and like, now you're like, come on, like there's, Again, it's bad either well, way, said, but like, like there's levels the video, to, to where this can go. Well, like, yeah, the dude on Twitter said like the, the video was immediately deleted because it was like full of dicks and stuff. Right. I mean, of course it okay. was. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you, that how does that guy come thing. into a program, right? Like you don't let that guy just come into your program. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, come on. Like that's a criminal yeah, offense. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's well, the biggest. That's, that's, that's what the bring up. How, how is, yeah, this is somebody time? investigating like, this? Exactly. Who's investigating this? Exactly. So the reason I wanted Clint's to bring it up is Clint just because do you research. don't see ESPN running with it. Yeah. Can you can you send me the link for? Yeah. You just, go find the videos and stuff. I can read. Yeah. Exactly. So I just wanted that to be clear. Like this dude probably never did any of that. I don't know where this came from. Clemson is not a messed up place where that happens. I don't know, man. You they know, got like West Virginia know. vibes. For him to play at Ole Miss. No, that's a whole nother level. Um, but like Ole Miss, obviously. To allow him to play at Ole Miss this year, like those obviously didn't happen because there had to be like a criminal investigation. So I just want to clear that up, you know, for anybody that would wanted to know. Yeah, I mean, I just saw. Wasn't it? uh, Remember that video from a few years ago where the uh, was the Clemson lineman was like fingering the guy's booty hole. That's right. So we actually have history of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm noticing a trend. You keep defending it. That's right? what every, that's what everybody said, like in the comments of that the post and everything. It's like, oh, Clemson. Oh, did they? About this? We've seen this before, and they had that uh, yeah. down there. So that's I'm, I'm trying to clear this up a little bit, like say <laughs> this more than likely did not happen. Well, so I mean, he's not in jail, so I, I hope it didn't happen because if it did happen and he's not that's charged, real, that's totally kind of insane. Up. We'll have updates. Exactly. If this thing happens to start some FBI investigation or something, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. Let's move on um, to actual football. Um, Arkansas. So, Arkansas is one of those teams, man, Like, and maybe it's just because, you know, sitting there and watching the whole game versus Carolina and how, man, I tell you what, their O-line just running us around. KJ Jefferson, the quarterback, is literally like a tight end playing quarterback, if not a linebacker. Rocket Sanders, the running back, just as good. Like, like it's just going to be one of those guys. Like, if, if those two stay healthy, which, if my memory's correct, they both weren't healthy, especially towards the end of the year. If those guys are healthy, man, mm. those two guys will just absolutely run that offense, man. Like, those two guys are healthy. I think Arkansas is going to surprise some people. They, I mean, they start out. With Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU, and then they kind of go through the gauntlet too. LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, Bama, Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn. Like, they're – I mean, they don't really have – I think they have one of the toughest schedules, I'd say, in the nation. But just just have, just having them two, man, yeah. they're going to be able to, to be in pretty much any game. You think, uh, you think Jefferson is worthy of any Heisman talks? 
Well, that's what I was actually going to bring up and say, if we can kind of do this at the very end, if you wanted to, but if you were ranking SEC quarterback, who would you say is the best quarterback in the SEC right now? Because my money is on Jefferson. Spencer Rather. Cox by 90. I'm with Clint on that. All day. Every but day. about to find out. You know, it's, it's <laughs> funny because Clint always says he's a realist, but not, yeah, you make I mean, a good yeah, point. How yeah. do you not? Like, how do you not? Like, his, yeah. I don't know what his stats ended up being last year. He's got, I, I'm pretty sure he's got the highest returning uh, QBR for a starter um, in the SEC. So it, I think he, and people, I, I know people, he's a, a dual threat quarterback. I think people underestimate how well he runs because he, because he is a bigger guy. Oh, he uh, trucks people. I mean, like between the tackles, Dude. yeah, he's not just like getting on the outside edge and like sliding like this. I mean, he's what six no, no, no. two fifty, but he can run. And the the I just uh, it'd be nice to see because I feel like he is a really good quarterback. I think he's gonna go to the NFL and do good things. Um, but you're right, like what Arkansas are we gonna see? Because from week to week, it kind of changes. It, I think they struggle with identity just a little bit. Um, hopefully this year they, they've kind of solidified. Obviously, you know, they have Sanders at running back and whatnot. I, I I do think, though, that if he stays healthy, that by the end of the year, it, especially if he can make it through that gauntlet you were just talking about, JC, uh, without too much embarrassment, it, it I don't see why he wouldn't be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, they do lose Trey Knox um, to South Carolina. I mean, something I'm happy about, but he was kind of a big part of their offense, too. Mm. Um, but they got they got a lot of athletes on the outside as well. So, like I said, if they stay healthy, I just think they're kind of like a I don't know if you consider them a sleeper team. Arkansas always has like I feel like they're always solid. Like I always hate when we play them in the West because I'm like man, like they always I don't know man. They always just have guys. You know, even going way back to Darren McFadden and Felix Jones and um, Ryan Mallett, RIP. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys they've had in the past, man, they're always like solid, like solid guys. So definitely not a team I want to play, especially not early in the year when, when they're healthy. Yeah. Right. Totally agree. I think Arkansas is going to go with their defense, just kind of like last year. I mean, they can run the ball and control the game, but the defense has just got to step up and do something. Um, I mean, they had a rough schedule last year like they're going to have this year, but they gave up 27 last year to Missouri State. Like, if Arkansas is going to take that next leap, they need to, you know, shut out that team or, or you know, keep them under 10 points and, and do that to – so they can have a chance in these other bigger S- like SEC yeah, games. I agree. Let's move on to maybe some hot seat talk. Texas A&M and the Aggies, they go five and seven last year after like what they've had, like some of the best recruiting classes, getting five-star guys. Um, Do y'all remember how hyped that was oh, going into that I mean, season? Huge, what, what were they ranked like, preseason? They were like, had yeah, to top be top five. five. Oh, and just doo-doo butter. All lose the App State long. second week of the season, and then then they lose what one, oh, two, three, four, five, six games in a row. Were JC? Were we at that game last year too? When AM went, we to were. Um, I lost my voice the first play because we took the opening kickoff to the house. Man, I was I was yeah, pumped. We did go to that game. Um, I remember that? At that point, they were they had like they were coming off two losses in Mississippi State and Bama, but they only lost to Bama by four. So like it wasn't like. I mean, yeah, they were three still losses like at that point wasn't like team. ideal for them, but like the wheels hadn't totally fallen off. I'd say that we definitely maybe right. helped some of that, but yeah, I just, I think, I don't think like Jimbo's going to lose his job this year unless they just absolutely like shit the bed. But I think it's definitely got to be talked about. Well, no, Jimbo I mean, he, he might have been. Uh, go ahead. 
Well, Jimbo made it where the pressure is he's trying to make his seat a little less hot because he just came out like a few day, like a day or two ago and said, oh, our new offensive coordinator, Bobby Petrino, well, he's going to be the one calling up plays now. So he kind of already yeah, set that up it. to where, you know, hey, if, if we don't have a great year, like I can just – oh, the, I don't think – I don't want to defer and like have – I mean, maybe Bobby Petrino might be the best scapegoat, but like that's not a lot of confidence if I'm the, like the president and the boosters. Like we're going to put it all on Bobby Petrino who, you know – 15 years ago was on a moped with his mistress secretary and like wrecked out and like gets fired from Arkansas. Like, come on guys. Like that's, that's going to be the guy like granted. Yeah. Easy scapegoat. Cause he's already got like history, but I don't know, man. I mean, Pacino's a good coach when he's coaching and not messing around. Right. They, they, this game is like the biggest wild card in my mind and they could literally turn it around and be like a top, a top 10 <laughs> team again, or they can completely have the wheels fall off. Just like they did, they did last year. And that's the thing too. Is like they they have the talent. Like I think people forget they did have a lot of transfers out, but they they've also filled some back in. And the transfers that did leave, I mean, most of them I don't think have, have had a lot of success wherever they went. So it wasn't like they lost you know some generational talents or anything. They still have a ton of talent. I mean, almost on par, if not on par, with Alabama and LSU. So can they show it? And I, that's what makes it scary, right? Because. This this now two years where you last year you should have been dominant, got embarrassed. This year you now have a new OC, the OC apparently. This is what's gonna everybody talks about. Please quit having Jimbo call plays. It's too complicated. It's 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 college kids. It needs to be simplified. Now that they have Petrino and all this talent, what's what's a disappointing season? Like how how many losses before we're like. Oh my god! They gotta win eight or nine games. Maybe we actually have to put up the money and get out. I of think the they gotta win eight or nine games, but I think eight is too low. So the other, so they got uh, Wigman. He's gonna be the starting quarterback, Connor Wigman. And they did bring in mm-hmm. Max Johnson last year from LSU. From what I heard, I guess he's. They both had a good spring, but I think Wigman's gonna get the nod. Um, another thing which I didn't know until recently was obviously A Chain's gone, Devon A Chain. Which if you watch any game. And just hearing that name, it just like gives me like PTSD because like that dude could run. So apparently the the guy who's like the projected, he's gonna be the starter, five star signee, Ruben Owens. He went to high school in Houston, ran for over seven thousand yards and a hundred touchdowns over here his high school career. So like this guy's a dog. Like, I mean, Ooh. it's it's high school tech okay. like football in Texas is is no joke. So I would mm. think they're gonna be pretty run heavy too, based on how they've been. We'll see. Like, I don't I don't really know what like Petrino's style is anymore because he's kind of bounced between college and the NFL. I'd say it probably leans more pro style, but we'll see. But that's just like something I, I just kind of yeah. read about. So I'm kind of uh, curious to see him. Hopefully he's not as good as A-Chain just for the sake of South Carolina. Do you think they should split Alabama-LSU? Go one-on-one against them two teams? Dude. I It would help his case. to stay Yeah, if a, you got yeah. like... If you yeah. if you win seven games but beat one of those teams, that helps. Or if you win eight games, but like, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. But again, everything's on paper right now. Like it's tough to say. But I yeah, I, I wouldn't bet money. I, on personally, it. I don't think they're going to be like last year. I think, I hope. I, I don't know why I'm hoping, but I, I do hope that they're not like last year. I would like to see them because that would be nuts. Can you imagine having Bama, LSU, and A and M just smashing the hell out of each other all year? Just to see who wins the West. That's that's before we even right. get to the playoffs. I mean, that would be nuts. Um, with all that talent and and again, you know, with the players we're talking about here and Petrino coming in, 
yeah, there's going to be growing pains. I think uh, obviously when, when you have a new OC or any coordinator for that matter, you're going to have to get past a little bit of messiness. But wh- when did they catch? Did they start off pretty slow like the rest of the West? Do oh, they have yeah. a couple of they cupcakes? Play. Well, I say that. I don't know how Miami is going to be this year. Definitely not a believer. So they open up with New Mexico at home, at Miami, um, Louisiana Monroe at home, and then it's Auburn at home, Arkansas at home, Alabama at home, at Tennessee, South Carolina mm-hmm. at home, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, Abilene Christian at home, and at LSU. I mean, so you get Alabama at home, you get Auburn at home, South Carolina you do got to travel to LSU, but that's the last game of the year. So, like, and they beat they beat LSU last year, right? Too. If there's one positive thing, like just like South Carolina has some momentum from last year going into this year. A and M has a little bit, you know, coming back and beating LSU. That's obviously, a, big a tough win. place to play. So, if you know their toughest games are at home, definitely uh, gives them a little bit better of a chance. All right, so Anthony Richardson goes what top five in the draft to the Colts, I believe. I think it was top five, definitely top ten. So like, what's up? Mm-hmm. Who's uh, who's taking over at Florida? Do we have much hype in Florida? Um, I know what they did to Carolina last year. I don't know if they did it or Carolina didn't do it, but well, I don't know how much hype it is at the quarterback position. But they have Graham Mertz from Wisconsin. Uh, are y'all are y'all big? No, because him? well, this is I, my I, thing. Wisconsin is a very like they've always been a very pro style play action under center. Like Florida has like never <laughs> been known for that. I'm not saying he can't do it. But like, right. from the Graham Mertz that I know, he's like also like that is the type of player he is. Like he's slow. He's like, I just don't. Right. He definitely ain't Anthony Richardson. He has I mean, one, he's the probably the complete opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah. He had one good game, his first game ever for Wisconsin that he threw for like 300, 400 yards and looked like lights out like, oh, this dude's going to be a problem. And it's gone completely down. Right. If you have a run game, that's him. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's more of a game manager kind of deal, which is like you said, against what Florida's been doing the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking now. Mertz career 38 TDs, 26 interceptions. I, that's interceptions. That doesn't yeah, that doesn't scream uh, high caliber to me, it's, especially when Napier. It, it, we're trying to figure out, okay, like, are you going to be able to turn this thing around? You know, it's kind of hyped at first, but uh, like how. They do have a couple of running backs that, that are going to be a nice duo. They got Montreal Johnson and ATN. Uh, that right. that'll help. But uh, how far is that going to take you? I mean, if you're going to be able to, to turn They're forward into a one-dimensional team, man. I don't know what you know they how that goes. Portal, but they got four guys returning on offense, three returning on defense, and then your punter and kicker return. So like, they're going to need some help. And they don't have they don't have Shane Beamer as a coach, so they, uh, it don't matter what <laughs> yeah, they do exactly. on special teams. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that hey, special teams is the only way we scored that game. Punter, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at me talking smack, and we got absolutely I embarrassed mean, by them last year. Absolutely embarrassed. So, all right. right. I mean, yeah. I don't. I think they're going to be behind South Carolina in the East. Whatever that's going to be, I think they're going to be behind us. Yeah, they're going to need some of their receivers to step up. I feel like we hadn't really talked about you know, receivers that much. Like they don't have any big names that I can, you know, list off, but they just need somebody some 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 guys to just create some separation, make some easy throws for merch to kind of get acclimated to the offense and then they can maybe hit the ground running. Mm. We'll see. I a, a quarterback I am excited about as far as like new people coming in transfers, Devin Leary. 
NC State kid going to Kentucky. I mean, I, I hate it just for us, like having to play Kentucky, thinking like, well, we didn't have to face Will Levis last year either because he was hurt. But I think they're going to surprise some people um, just based on kind of like what they did last year and the, the years prior. Like they've been actually like kind of becoming a nuisance to some teams in the East. Dude, I actually had to educate myself on this guy. Like, I think most people don't realize who he is and what what Kentucky's getting. Uh, an absolute stud who came on the scene with NC State and was really, really, really good. And then kind of had a I don't know what happened there with NC State, but came over to Kentucky now. And I, I think it, it sucks because for some reason, as a Carolina fan, Kentucky just seems to give us a hard time. Every year, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it does to some other people. I, I just they're one of those teams that are just they're good. And you don't know why half the time. Just like they're just solid, and now they're getting a QB who is maybe not as physically uh, gifted as far as size and strength is. By everything I'm seeing, is definitely the better quarterback or, compared to Levis. Um, so Kentucky fans have to be happy about that, and. I think every year they get discounted, and I, I, they they want people to know that they're they're the ones that's number two behind Georgia, and that they're coming for that top seed. It's not Tennessee, so um, it's gonna be interesting to watch. But if if you don't know his name yet, get get to know that dude because apparently, yeah, he's, I think he's Mark Stoops good. is like one of the more underrated coaches, I'd say, at least in the SEC. No, I agree, and like Kentucky is gonna be like like oh, uh, what did I say? A&M is like the biggest wild card to me for the SEC. I think Kentucky is like the biggest dark horse. Um, they're certainly not going to yeah. necessarily win the SEC, but they're going to cause a lot of a lot of trouble. You know, Alabama, Georgia may look over them, and then all of a sudden, third, fourth quarter, like, oh, it's a one score game. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, and they have a light schedule to start the year. I mean, Eastern Kentucky, Ball State, Akron, Vanderbilt, Florida, and we just went through like how good are they going to be? But they do have. Georgia at Georgia, then they are home to Bama. They have to travel to y'all, um, and they do have Tennessee at home. So, I mean, they're definitely going to lose the Georgia one at Georgia, but, like, they get Bama at, at home, Tennessee at home, they make it split that, and that'd be a That's really a, good And year. they, they got a, a transfer in, uh, Ray Davis, running back from Vandy, which which sucks. That's what Dude runs for, runs for 1,000 yards at Vandy, and they lose him to a, yep. an Eastern, I wouldn't say rival, but – and I was listening to somebody a few days ago, and they were talking about how they think that this wide receiver room might be one of the best wide receiver rooms they've ever had. Uh, not individually, like total, but yeah. as a group. Yeah, as a group, I have the best rooms they've ever had as far as wide receivers. And you bring in you know, a guy like Devin Leary to work with that, and then Ray, uh, Ray Davis on top of that. That's uh, Kentucky might be good. Uh, again, it, it's like Every year, I'm like, oh, well, they're going to suck. And then it turns out they're decent. And that it, I, I feel the pain on your face. I'm, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the the problem with them is like, we've also like lost to them anyways when like they haven't been good and they shouldn't beat us. So like now that they're good, it's like, damn, now yeah. we just have like another like nuisance problem. Like, so it's just kind of like right. annoying. As long as Shane Beamer wears sunglasses, I think it's a game. I'll tell you what, yeah, Stoops talk. talking a little trash definitely helped us out on that one. And Will Levis being hurt, I'd say. What a weird, what a weird thing to be upset about. Too. I don't think he's just upset. I well, think he was just look, you make comments talking. whether you know you're <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. give somebody some ammo. All right, let's move on to uh, the old Auburn Tigers. Um, what do you think about them, Jacob? How are they looking this year? 
Well, I think their starting quarterback has been declared as going to be Peyton Thorne. Um, they're kind of like one that it's kind of hard to judge Auburn. Um, they have a lot of seniors on their, you know, starting offensive side, but uh, I think as far as Auburn is going to be like, what can that defense do? Um, what, what do you think, Clint? Uh, I I didn't know Peyton Thorne was. I was looking that up just a little bit. Yeah, ago. I wanted to. Um, so Thorne was yeah, is that announced. Like, yeah, I'm curious because I know about Ashford guy because they they made comparisons to Nick Marshall, which Nick mm-hmm. Marshall's like. Well, mm-hmm. I think what ended up transferring to like to to play safety or was a safety, so definitely more of like an athlete than like quarterback, like pure arm guy. But I forgot that guy transferred in. So like, have they made any announcements? Do we did like he get to play in the did he play in the spring game? If he didn't come until May. I believe they have. Um, now you got me. No, no, you, I myself. just don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware. So, I mean, he's he's a decent QB. He set um, several records at uh, Michigan State as a quarterback. So, I uh, wouldn't be Whatever surprised. Whatever you read was probably more recent but, than what uh, I did, dude. So, I'd, I would definitely defer to you on that one. Yeah, I, I I think Auburn's just happy to be able to turn the page. They got Hugh Freeze now. Now all that drama they 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 had. Uh, it's the behind them. They can move on. They're already who? Uh, oh, I just saw this. They had um. They just stole two recruits, one from Alabama, and one from Georgia, I believe. Um, maybe but I think they're both wide receivers. They did get two big tra- and so, then they got the it, safety that was supposed to be going to South Carolina. No, no the other receiver was supposed to be going to Carolina. Jalewis Solomon, um, the four star guy. They got him, but they yeah. did get another big one. I think the week prior. So, so they're 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 recruiting. I, I think. Uh, it's it's gonna be rough. I don't think anybody expects them to come out and be, you know, playing for the West right now. But I, I do think Auburn is just happy to be able to turn a page. And Hugh Freeze, you love him, you hate him, whatever. He's a good football coach, and he's I think he's gonna be able to turn his program around. I totally agree. They uh, they'd probably have one of the favorite my favorite like uniform setups. I would say. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I just like the. With the stripes and the the white pants and the helmets, I like the I like I like the style. I hate Auburn, but I like the style. But moving <laughs> on to another like pain in South Carolina's ass, Missouri. They got a kind of like a decently I say easy schedule, but South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, Kansas State, and then Memphis, then Vandy. I mean, going into LSU game, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they're five and zero going into play LSU. Yeah, or they could slip up. They, yeah, it's Missouri. Or they couldn't lose. But um, that's you said K State and who? Uh, K State then Memphis, which Memphis has been pretty decent. But then you got yeah. LSU at home, South Carolina at home, at Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home. What scares me about that is just the, that K State Memphis. I don't, I'd say toss up. Uh, they're not. Those aren't terrible. Yeah, those teams. would be actually um, solid wins for them. I think they catch. I think Memphis. Is uh, I think that's a neutral site game. Maybe it is. Yeah, it's in it's in St. Louis for sure. But if they're not careful, they could drop those two, and that's in non-con. Then you play SEC ball. Like that's, I think they really need to be careful. They got Brady Cook as a quarterback. Um, I this is one of the this when I think of Missouri, I always think of like decent quarterbacks, like good quarterbacks. It's usually what they have going for them. Um, that can sling the ball and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think they have that. 
Yeah, he, he he had twenty seven hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, seven picks last year, and he so can run. May, he can run too. He's six two two oh five. Like maybe if he can, he's a junior now. So if he can kind of take that next step, then Missouri yeah. has a better chance. I mean, I hope they do for their sake. Um, I did see that six of those fourteen touchdowns were against like nobodies, like New Mexico and stuff like that. Right. Um, and that's not dogging the guy. It's just I, I don't think it's quite the QB situation they've had, you know, right. most of the time in the past decade. So um, it, that's what worries me when they do play, you know, a non-con with K-State and Memphis. You better make sure you take care of business because those, those have to be wins. Uh, but before you, get you said the they, they lose their best receiver and love it. So they do have a, a new guy coming in. His name's Theo Weiss Jr. He played four years at Oklahoma. He was a five-star recruit. The only thing is his best year was 2020, which was – 37 catches, 350 yards, and four tuds. So, five-star recruit has got yeah. the capability, but obviously like hasn't put it together. I don't know if that was because of the competition at Oklahoma or he's been hurt. I don't know what the case is, but like that's going to be at least like an outside guy. Apparently, um, their other receiver, Burden, is moving to the slot. He's like 5'11", like a little small, I guess kind of dynamic playmaker. But that does suck, man. That sucks about the transfer portal, man. You got these teams like Vandy, Missouri. They got these big playmakers. And they're like, well, I'm going to hop to a bigger school and – go try to win a natty but you can't blame him but like stuff wouldn't have happened <clears throat> years ago right. that uh i think that you said did you talk about jake garcia from miami uh i did not know i did not a quarterback i don't have much about him i just know they, they pulled him from miami so maybe that helps brady cook uh, the kind of same situation yep. we're talking about with Lane and right. Ole Miss and Bama, like our, maybe we're just bringing guys in. It's just going to make him better. Um, right. They also got Sam Horn. He's a 2022 four-star QB. So I, I, they might be okay. Maybe I'm misreading the tea leaves here, but um, I, it just worries me. Like they're not, they're not pulling Charleston Southern, right, right, or somebody like that as their non-con. They're getting, you know, some legit teams that could definitely beat them if they're not careful. So. Right, and Brady Cook just, I mean, he's a junior, but he's only had one year where he started. It was last year, so yeah. he got a little bit of, you know, his first kind of first year out of the way. So <laughs> right. get some more reps in, I think he'll do a little better. Well, yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting, man. I think as far as the East goes, like, I think, the, I don't think it, the bottom falls off as far as it did a few years back. Like, I think Vandy's, like, coming around and Missouri's coming around. Like, I mean, Missouri's always kind of been decent, but especially with Kentucky now. Like, there's not, like I, – I wouldn't say every year now, like, Vanderbilt is, like, a, you know, a, an absolute, like, okay, we're definitely going to win this game. I just think the level of competition is going up. Um, which, speaking mm-hmm. of Vandy, let's go ahead and talk talk about Vandy for uh, a little bit. Jacob, what do you think about Vandy? Are they uh, – I know they got a couple votes to win the uh, SEC – so I'm not sure how that happened. It was, you know, <laughs> what? No, like, this was like SEC media out? days, and I don't think it was like the coaches. Like, so I don't, I don't know how much the coaches paying them just for votes, but yeah, I'm. It's a good question. Yeah, that's that's gotta be it. Like, because they lost their quarterback from last year. Like, Jesus, I don't know how that's gonna work too well. But I mean, Vandy with expectations. Who am I? What, I don't know how to even begin talking about that. I don't know what kind of team they got coming back this year well not um, one that has should have any expectations i'll say that well i mean you, you gave not, some expectations I, 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 I was at sec media days maybe next year if we keep this up they'll let us in but we're not there yet 
<laughs> I, I think they do have a little bit of expectations though. And that's what's kind of weird, right? Like Vandy, we just always the the, the punch bag of the SEC. Plus, well, uh, they had Mike Wright, right? That was the the guy they had that yeah. was like really good, and then he transferred Where out. Did so he like, go? There was their. I had uh, so the new guy though he started four. Uh, uh, he uh, I, I'm sorry, he started with like four games into the season, threw ten touchdowns, only two interceptions. Um, Mississippi State, really? There you go. Well, that's who we're talking about next. So that's I know it was one of the West teams. I just couldn't remember which one. The uh, also before we moved to Mississippi State, AJ Swan read this the other day. Only true freshman QB to drop back two hundred times and throw fewer than seven interceptions. So, and the the culture in Vandy has changed a little bit. They're they're not gonna, they're never gonna be the SC champions. I, I just it's not gonna happen. But they are putting a little more money into the program. The, the, the perceptions change a little bit. They do feel like they can play to where they belong in the SEC. Um, now they have academic standards, so they're they're always pulling from a, a smaller pool when it comes to talent. Um, and like with the transfer the transfer portal, like you were talking about, it's going to make it tough for them. Uh, but I don't think this is the Vandy of old. I don't think this is the same. They're Vandy not. Where we're hoping, yeah, where their their one win came against some a high school team or something like that. Like it's. I think that legit, like if if they, they could have several wins this year, where we're like, okay, they actually look pretty good. And last year, they f- they fought pretty good. Like, yeah, they didn't win a bunch of games, but if you watch those games, they they actually were, you know, in a lot of them, and that they, they, they showed some some fight. It was awesome to see. I, I I got a little soft spot for Vandy. I'm not sure why, but um, well, we all want the underdog to do do good. I mean, yeah. five and seven hasn't happened right. in previous Which, years. And the, and the only tank, it's like it's like, like back and forth. Like they they beat Kentucky and Florida like to end the year, but the the three wins before that were Hawaii, Elon, and Northern Illinois. So it's kind of like I I I'm with you guys. I think they are like coming around. At the same time, it's like they got to prove it with yeah. some teams. But I mean, the fact that you beat Florida and Kentucky to end the year is big. But I mean, I absolutely. Stomped by Tennessee, fifty-six-zero. You lose to Georgia, fifty-five-zero. Which who didn't lose to Georgia by fifty points? Look at the national championship game. Right, right. So, I, but I, I think I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I think there's a lot to build off of. It does suck losing him as a quarterback though, because he's such a dynamic playmaker. Especially when I don't think he's going to be mm-hmm. even starting at Mississippi State. Because you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's Will Rogers the whole way, right? Like how is it not all the way? Yep, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, Will Rogers has got that job he'd have to get hurt and i guess that's what mike wright was he's not banking on somebody to get hurt that's don't get me wrong but like i guess he's just there as like you know truly a backup like he's there in case he mm-hmm. which is just crazy to me because he had to know like well rogers is, is the guy oh, i mean i dude i personally like some of these i don't know why i mean in the past some of these mississippi state teams have been so fun to watch um obviously like Dak prescott mike years leach. ago mike leach um and who was the other quarterback um like bigger guy before Will Rogers, um, I can't even think of his name, but they've just been like a fun team to watch. So that is the thing, right? So Mike Leach, RIP, like unexpected, obviously. So now, like, you go from the air raid and this like genius of a coach, especially off on the offensive side of the ball. Now you promote within to this guy. Like, like I don't know what the expectations are. The good thing is you have Will Rogers. Like that's something to hang your hat on. But like, it's very different playbook. I would imagine it's not going to be Mike Leach. You're not. You don't have that guy like on the fly, like thinking of these like super dynamic like schemes and stuff like that so i mean clint from your perspective are they can they contend in the west or are they still like too far behind bama and lsu so this is one of the teams that just has me like wondering the most like 
what is it going to look like post Mike Leach? Obviously, air raid's gone. Um, are, are they going to be able to transition that quick? I mean, they've been obviously Leach was there for a while. Are they going to be able to just flip the script and start playing more traditional style football? I, I, I like Will Rogers. I think he's good. I think he he himself will be able to transition. But can we, as a team, do it? I, I don't know. I, I don't think this year. I, I just don't see how, with LSU on the up, Alabama's still going to be Bama. And Texas A&M, hopefully they get their stuff together. I don't see Mississippi State, you know, making it through all of that. Uh, just they have so much to overcome just trying to re revamp what, they want to do on offense and I, I don't, I, are y'all hearing something? I'm not because I, I just, I, I just don't see how they're going to be dominant. Uh, well, I don't know what their, their coach, their new coach, uh, Zach Arnett. I don't know really his, uh, offensive scheme. Like if he's, if he, they're still going to stick with the air raid and Mike Wright's going to throw the ball 400 times. Like, no, yeah, minor things that they're not sticking with the air raid, but I'm not saying there's not going to be some concepts from it, but, yeah, mine are saying it's going to be different than that. I mean, Will Rogers is your best player, so I would think he'd want to keep it in his hands. I just don't think they. Well, I don't think they. Like they know the off. Like if that's not their scheme, if you don't, you know, if you don't like are under Mike Leach or somebody that runs the air raid, like you're not just like running the air raid. Like you got to be under like whatever coaching tree it is. Mike Leach. Like I mean, I, I can't even tell you off the top of my head, but I just know if you look at Mike Leach's like coaching tree, it's like wide and goes. There's so many different branches like the guy's a genius so you don't just like replace that especially not in one off season or in one spring like even if they were to try to bring that like it's not going to be the same it's like you can tell me all you want to tell me about your job and your expertise and i can take that and try to implement it but it's not going to be the same it's not going to have the same nuances i'm not going to know when to change to this or what audibles to make or like what to do when something goes wrong you just don't know it unless you've been in it and to my understanding the guy they brought in like that's been in the program is like I don't unless he's some understudy I haven't heard about. I just don't see them, unfortunately, just being able to run that same offense. Yeah. I think I saw or heard somewhere where the, the, somebody was talking to Rogers, and they were like, "When's the last time you've turned your back right to the line, like doing some play action type stuff?" And he like sat there and was like, "Oh crap! Like it's been a long time." So it's just small things like that where it's just so much that's going to have to change or right. is changing. Now um, I see why they have Mike Wright. But that's so. It, yeah, that, you right. might, it, it, that, that might help. But Will Rogers is athletic too. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's going to be okay. I think, like I said, I, I think he'll be able to transition. But you're asking him to do all this and beat A right. and M, Bama, and LSU. I, that's yeah, a tall it's not that he can't order. do it. It's just you know, it's like anything else. These co- college guys going into the NFL, it's it's different footwork, it's different dropbacks. So your timing's different. Um, you don't get to see as much understand like before the play type thing. Um, it's just it's just different. So you know, hopefully they've obviously been doing that. I think everyone's kind of just now starting practice again. So um, I, they played Carolina this year, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, I was yes. kind of going to transition into South Carolina. Y'all, after y'all get you know the teeth kicked in from Georgia, y'all are playing at home from you know against Mississippi State. Do you right after want that. like we have do a good you want program, to fight, so or are you okay. just like are you saying this because you're like a couple hours away? I want to know Clint if he's going to keep yeah. the same energy, which he probably will, as he should. Like when we're all three, like in person doing this, because then I'll be able to come across oh, yeah. the couch, which might make for good content. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I would. I'm swinging. Sock and bopper. Like, I'm not seeing them. I'm swinging. Everybody gets one. <laughs> what else are you doing with your hands, right? <laughs> but we, 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 then we keep it professional when the recording button hits. Black eyes and all. Use, hey, what's up? No, no. Hey, this is doing? going yeah. on during the recording. We got to keep it real for the people. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I, 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 well, I'm going to get my so, ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are y'all going to beat? Mississippi State this year. Uh, we, we definitely well, that's should. what I'm saying. I'm talking about how Mississippi State's not going to be able to turn turn the corner that quick, and they might make an example out of us. I don't know. I think we will. I, can Can Spencer stay? Can he stay consistent? Like, is that possible? Can Rattler give us towards the end of last year? Can he give us that again throughout the whole season? I, I, I think. Oh, he no. can. I, I boys, know it's going to be. I know it's a new offense. I get that. I think Dow is definitely catering to him as he should. But at the same time, like when you have a guy like that, he's going to make like I uh, Beamer said it the other day in his press conference, like we're going to turn the ball over. It's impossible not to. It's just part of football. But you got to be able to, that's like a fine line, right? Like one of the guys asked the question, like how do you let him loose? But how do you limit the turnovers? And that's kind of like, I guess that's kind of like why you play the game, right? Like that's, that's the hard thing. We, he's got to yeah. play loose and he's got to be a playmaker. I think he tries to do too much. If you go back to the Clemson game, that fourth and one at midfield, we run that beautiful play action. We get down, we get tackled at the one yard line. I mean, the very next play, mm. he just like doesn't. I don't know. He barely t- throws the ball, and it's a pick. Like, like if we would have lost that game, you obviously you have to look at that. So one, maybe we run the ball, and maybe we did. It might not be the next play, but either way, like you can't turn the ball. Like there's just like some very obvious situations. It's like throw the ball in the back of the end zone, and let's at least get three points, or let's at least get another play. So like, I think he just. Maybe coming into South Carolina, him being from Oklahoma, I don't know if his mindset was like, I have to like do all these things because whatever talent wise, I think he's took him maybe at the full year to realize he's got guys around him. I mean, we lost some guys, but you got Juice Wells and you got the carry on, you got Juju McDowell and you got Xavier Leggett. Like you got playmakers now, like trust them and like let's give them the ball. At the same time, I don't yeah. think the offense was even catering towards it anyway. That was the whole thing why Jaheim Bell left is we weren't even getting the ball to our playmakers. Mm. and i think that's keep it simple right like you don't have to overcomplicate this stuff and we saw what happened you know a crazy win against tennessee and then to be able to do it the next week beat clemson i mean that's i i just hope we could do it from day one because we we are playing north carolina game day is going to be there week one like there's no time for oh, let's let's you know knock the cobwebs down let's let's warm up for the season no you're gonna have to show something because if if you're gonna be a team that's gonna you know actually start playing like you want your number two in the east and give georgia a hard time you can't lose to north carolina i know they have maybe the best quarterback in the nation uh heisman candidate out the gate but uh, they're not it's not like they're a defensive right. powerhouse like it, it, they're going to score some points, but so can we. We should. And I know O-line is a little bit of a concern. Um, we do lose a good bit. Uh, that uh, cat's name, the left tackle, his, his, his name Nichols. escapes me. But uh, Jalen Nichols, he lost him during the spring game, which sucks. Um, but we do bring back this guy. Uh, we transfer is a Nick Gargulio. Yeah, we brought in three, Gargulio? and he's going to be from he's definitely going to be a starter from uh, the the last press conference yeah, yeah. That, that Beamer had. Well, apparently he was like voted captain two years, and on like on the Yale team, they only vote one captain on the entire team, and he was 
voted it twice. So that's nice. I mean, at least you're going to get some right. leadership and experience. Uh, like I said, they bring a couple other guys. Um, but consistency. Can you can you start hot? Can you start playing like you did at the end of the year? Um, because if you drop week one to UNC, it's already going to be. Yeah, we don't we don't okay, get a warm up. Well, you know, there's no. I mean, yeah, right. And even as a Clemson fan, I can sympathize sympathize with that. Yeah, you guys play Duke the whole year of DJ. Well, no, I'm saying like mm-hmm. in previous years, the offensive struggle that Clemson's had. You know, it you just want some consistency, right? Like I would like to know what I'm getting every single week. Instead of like just okay, who shows up today kind of deal. So I can even sympathize with. That. I mean, I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head. And even in Spencer's like most inconsistent days, still a lot more in- consistent than we've had in the past. I mean, holy cow, we've said for years if if we would have had a consistent. Right? I mean, yeah. the most consistent guy we've had is Connor Shaw, who never lost a game at home, but like he wasn't some highly touted guy coming in. Like he just ended up being a playmaker. Oh, I um, I do, I do want to kind of. Yeah. Disp- Maybe not dispel a rumor, but from my perspective, I get it as a depth issue. But as far as playmakers go, I think we're okay. So, and and chime in whoever. Obviously, the running back is is a talk, right? We lose Marshawn Lloyd. The talk is that the carry on joiner is going to be the the number one guy, which does surprise me because we do have Juju McDowell. Like I, I think people are forgetting we have Juju McDowell, who's like I get it. He's not like an every down between the tackles back. Um, still a playmaker. The carry on's put on twenty pounds over the off season. So, and he's used to, he's used Boy to thick. running between the tackles. I've watched, he did an interview, uh, maybe like a week ago saying he's used to run between the tackles. Cause some of the, a lot of the wildcat schemes that he ran were him going between the tackles. if not off tackle. Right. But not necessarily all like jet sweeps hmm. and on the outside and putting on 20 pounds. I think he's going to be athletic enough. Now he has had injury history in the past and he alluded to that too. Like I got to stay healthy for my team. But I think between him, Juju, we got Dontavius Braswell. Um, I believe is it Dontavius is the running back coming in. Uh, I think f- f- uh, four star recruit, and then we got the we got a kid from. Um, Dude, I forget the names. Newberry as well, small school in the state of South Carolina, but a guy who's you know had a career and like ha- has proven himself at least at the the Mario Anderson, Mario Anderson. at the lower college level. But I know that's giving like a big talk, and like if you go on like Twitter, people are like freaking out about the carry on getting running back and thinking we're like doomed um but i don't know what do you guys think maybe it's a maybe it's a um oh my god the cat that went to four state jaheem bell um jaheem bell. bell maybe maybe he's our poor man's jaheem bell and we're just gonna use him as a oh it's third and six and we just threw two incomplete passes let's let's give the ball to join her to see if he can make a play and um I, yeah i mean you got some depth uh, I think that's what you're trying to say. It's like you have some depth behind to carry on. It's I for think, some reason that I think doesn't work out. People are saying little. we don't have depth. I think it's just besides Juju, I guess it's unproven depth. And and to go up, well, like you said, Clint, in that situation, maybe this year because I'm I heard he's going to get playing time instead of third and six, and you putting to carry on at quarterback. Third and six, maybe put Lenore Sellers at quarterback, a bigger body, and you got to carry on back there. Now who? Now not that they're going to do it, but like to carry on can throw the ball. Oh, I wasn't even talking about DK at quarterback. I was just talking about having DK. Right, right. Somewhere so that's what I'm saying, though. As a player, like, on a third yeah, and six, if you yeah. got to make a play, if you wanted to scheme up something, I, I want him in the game too because he can. Yeah, he can throw the ball, run the ball, catch the ball. He can do all three of those things. Like that's a that's just like an extra. It's it's an extra hour that the defense has to study during the week. Like you're making them have to prepare prepare for the unknown, especially if you throw in a guy like Sellers, which again is a stretch. But I heard he's going to get a little bit of playing time. 
You see, uh, Nick Harbour, the freshman coming in, absolute freak, is uh, going to be starting wide receiver. Pumped, man! I know that was kind of like we didn't know what was going to happen coming in. They wanted to have him. He came out as a DN tight end, defensive end. Yeah, then but tight end. They don't want to put a lot of weight on him because he's going to run in the Olympics. Like, dude's like a just a freak athlete. I mean, put him, put him, just put him on the field. Let him run by everybody. I mean, they like. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, he's got like Metcalf comparisons. He's obviously not as like jacked as Metcalf, but I think just from his like sheer yeah. size. Whoa. Metcalf. Wow. I mean, when you spell your name with a Y for Nick, that's kind of wow. Yeah. It took me a while to figure that out when I was <laughs> reading it. Like, oh, it's just, it's Nicholas. <laughs> oh, my God. Got it. Figured it out. Yeah. But he's going to be, man. That I'm excited about him. I'm, honestly, I'm excited about our defense. So too. tell me. So tell me about the tight end position because I know you lost Jaheim Bell. So who I see a bunch of transfers listed for tight ends. Like, what's the deal there? The starter, who, where are they from? The starter is Trey Knox from Arkansas. <laughs> and Clint, if you, if you know things about the other ones, please speak on that. But I just know he's going to be like the main one. No, I mean they do. They, we do have a couple transfers that come in. It's going to be, I think it's going to be more of a let's wait and see how this plays out. Uh, Trey Knox obviously is definitely going to be on the field. Um. But again, I think the way this is going to get schemed up is <clears throat> uh, just get playmakers on the field, line them up wherever you want, just get them the ball. That's kind of what worked at the end of last year. Um, uh, it is a situation where we're going to have to make sure we solidify that because we do use the tight ends a lot. Um, remember Atkins from last year? They, that guy, uh, he, wasn't, he, was, he wasn't really a tight end, but he, dude, he was fun. They'd line him up sometimes out there. I do that. It's... It's going to be a, a situation where we're just kind of, like I said, wait and see. And um, I think with the other targets on the field, it's not going to be that bad. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit doomy uh, after last year ended. And we were trying to figure out after transfers leave and stuff, what are we going to look like right. offensively? I do think we do have some some weapons, though. So I don't think we're going to be super reliant on tight end. Uh, we would definitely use them, but um, – Again, it's just going to be quit overthinking it, quit scheming up these crazy plays, and just get the guys that can juke guys out of their shoes, get them the ball, let them go to work. And uh, I think we'll, I think we'll what we are going to miss is Lloyd between the tackles. But yeah, when it comes to playmakers on the outside, dude, I mean, it's not just Juice Wells coming back. I mean, that's obviously the big one, and he's like absolutely torments defenses. But you still got Leggett, who's a bigger body, mm-hmm. like I said, and Trey Knox coming in, like. Yeah, I liked having Stogner, big body out there who transferred back to Oklahoma, but like we didn't use him as much in the passing game as I as I thought we would. But like you said, even go to Atkins, who's right. not a tight end, like makes an Odell Beckham esque catch at Clemson, like on a huge, like long third down, whatever mm. it was. Like so we if we got guys that are coming in that can, you know, we can kind of fill in that role. Shoot, and depending on the formation, man, especially if we go like a I formation type eleven man personnel, they might put Nick Harbor at the tight end spot and have him leak out or whatever. Like I'm I'm sure they don't want him blocking, but that's gonna say too. I mean, it, it's probably gonna be pretty fluid. Like, hey, slot over, put him in tight end, right? Quick. Let's like see what I said, yeah, I, not gonna use him as a blocker. I would, I wouldn't think, but yeah, I think our defense could be okay too. I was a little worried about that, but especially the front seven. I think we're gonna be okay. We got Hemingway and Huntley coming back, and then Coppa and um, Debo Williams, uh, we we suffered from a lot of injuries on the defensive and we side got last Jordan year. So Strong coming back, having a lot of these guys back which, and healthy, which was a big yep. DN for yep. us, and he got hurt early. I mean, losing Jordan Birch, 
you know, doesn't help. But Nicky Minori, yeah. however you say his last name, man, that dude does a true freshman who like led the team in tackles. A a year older, awesome, like dude. in that defense, that man, that dude, just a ball hawk. That guy was always involved. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll see. Uh, again, uh, my biggest concern is is there going to be that off- offensive line and can we stay consistent? Can we start start winning? Uh, at the beginning of the season, not not waiting till week eight or nine to figure things out because it's too late. Uh, yeah, and I might be biased, but so. Jacob, um, let me know about this too. Just like from a matchup standpoint, like with us having some issues, maybe in the in the defense, and I think North Carolina too. That week one matchup, man, might just be a, a absolute shootout. Like kind of like the Notre Dame game, I think, oh. which is different because we didn't have everybody there, neither did them. But like, I would not be surprised if. These this is like both teams are up in the thirties points wise. Hmm. No, I totally agree. Um, coming like you said, off drink maybe in there. He's ready to put up as me, as much numbers as he can. Like he wants to throw for thousands of yards and stuff. So he, he's ready to light you up. Um, and I think early on, offensives always have an advantage in the season because you know there's no tape on them right. and stuff like that. So. And that that game could very well be forty forty somewhere around in there. So it'll be something to really look. What do you think, to. Clint? What do you think about that that first week matchup? Are we still talking about yeah. Carolina UNC? The did you see UNC's favorite? What's right? what is the what's the line on that? Is with three? I think it's three. Man, I'll take I'll take the three. Which I'm surprised, but I'm a homer, so I don't I don't know. I I didn't expect it. I thought it'd be close. I did not think that they'd be favored. Um, I can see how that came about because, like, you lost, you know, two or three of your best guys hmm. you know, due to transfer. So I, I think people from a distance could say, okay, well, y'all lost a lot. And right. North Carolina still got probably the best quarterback. So, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be a situation where if we do win, it's going it's to be because it's a shootout. I don't see, honestly, I don't see a situation where it's a low scoring game and Carolina wins. Uh, because I think Drake May is going to be able to score. Um, I could I could be wrong. Um, maybe that front seven can spook him a little bit. It's going to be game one. You know, maybe maybe that'll help us in that aspect. But it's going to be game one for us too. So I I, I do think there's going to be a lot of points scored, and that's it's going to be a situation where we are going to have to score to win. I don't think we can only score twenty one points. I think honestly, game. I think I think if I we love win, that, it's going to be because we like made plays on defense, like some interceptions, like even you're being one of them, and just some other ball hawks. Like I think if we can just get. If we can just get yeah. to the quarterback, which is like a big if, we can just get to the quarterback and force him to like throw the ball up. Right. I think we have the playmakers in the secondary to do it. We're still young and we're still thin, but they have that ability, dude. Mm-hmm. It would be like, I mean, it's, and it's going to be more of a. I mean, it's a neutral site, but I think it'd be pretty split down the middle. So it ain't going to be Willie B, but it's not going to be at North Carolina either. So it's going to be a a tough. Dude, how do y'all feel about neutral site games? Mm. I can't stand them. I, I hate neutral site games because I like I like the aspect of going like both ways. Yeah, obviously being at your your home field, all the fans is nuts, but it's also crazy when you go into somebody else's field and it's loud. Right. Yeah, and they're that's trying a fun to energy too. every which way. I mean, I've been to a bowl game before, but yeah, the energy is not the same. But like I'm thinking about going to that game. That would be like the first true like neutral site, like and I say like I, I don't know, yeah. man. I yeah. I'm with you. I would rather be one or the other because I I you'd love winning in other people's stadiums. Like it's Especially with a team like North Carolina, it would make sense for I don't know how they'd make it work, but we're South Carolina, North Carolina. It's a yearly thing, or it's a regular rivalry, and just make it a home and home. Like why? 
I, I just don't like the neutral side. I, uh, I guess it brings a lot of money to certain areas. I don't know. Uh, and I like Georgia, Florida, you know, they're going to go to Jacksonville and play every year. Like that, that whatever. Right. But there's just, I feel like there's so many now it's like, you kind of take away from that aspect of college football where you're, you're going into a madhouse when you're going into right. somebody else's stadium it's a it's a highly anticipated game. Like this is going to be for Carolina, both of them. I think the only reason uh, I would say I like him is because, so, and again, I don't know. Maybe that's like the draw and why they're like signing up to play these teams. But like when like Clemson played Georgia and they like or like Texas plays Alabama, even though that's a home and home. Like I don't know if they do a neutral site to say like, hey, we'll play you, but like we don't want to do it this or that. Like I feel like a neutral site always garners bigger like early season matchups. And I don't know if that's just because that's the way they agree yeah, to it. And, I don't know. That and money. Right. I mean, like we were saying earlier, money kind of that's true. Is the it, it'll split it all. Right? Like, I'm so sick of money. Normally, you get bigger stadiums, and you know, probably the amenities around the stadium is a little bit better. Like, I know for Clemson, for example, like is up in a small country town kind of deal. It's grown from what it used to be, right. but like the amenities, like playing a team like Georgia in Atlanta, is better than you know trying to fitted around I mean, I, and i can understand that i'm just like as a fan selfishly i just i like like how oh, yeah. animalistic it can get at some of these hostile right. environments uh and it just makes a win that much sweeter when you're at their house and vice versa so uh yeah i'm just, on your side i totally agree a little a little bit on a soapbox well i, don't know. I, just, I mean that I've just always hated you know, you like, good but actually north carolina south carolina like Charlotte is actually like the perfect little spot for it. That's actually one that makes the most sense kind of in a way because it's like the biggest town in or city mm-hmm. in like North and South Carolina. So that would actually make some sense. But I, I'm still with you. I'd prefer it to be at North. And I'm North. sure it's similar distance between yeah. the two. I don't know exactly the, right. the the hours on each one, but I feel like it's pretty close, probably the, the same for each team. Close to it. So that one makes the most sense actually. But um, it'll be interesting. Though. Yeah. All right, anything else in the game, Cox? There, Clint. Cox by ninety, baby. We're gonna win every game. Championship team. Well, Heard you Jacob, anything first. else in game, Cox? Before we wrap this up. Well, uh, do you want to do like a schedule preview? Like, actually, I like say what you what do you think you're gonna do? Like, what do you think you're gonna win eight games? I, I like, won't. I won't break down. Do that We're not gonna break down every single game. We're at hour forty five. But I, I at, right, if we yeah. go what we talked about. We'll do an over like. I know Clint had in previous talks had brought up an over under eight, which I'd almost bang the even if possible, which I guess you can't really do. But yeah, I, I think over under eight is probably <laughs> what is the official line at? I don't, I don't think I've. But I mean, that was yet. the thing that you brought up at one point. So I would say if we an eight win regular season would be huge going into. Um, this is one of those years where I could see us winning nine games. And I could see us winning six or seven games. Yep. Like it's just, man, you never know. I mean, there, there's there's a significant population out there that that believe five and seven is on the table for. I'm very so. against five and seven. I'm very against five and seven. That I got it. That happened. So I think something went wrong. Five and something like, happened. Yeah, I don't see five and seven. I'm going. I'll give us eight wins. It's gonna be a yeah. tough eight. Like it's we gotta win. This is the thing. We're gonna we're gonna beat somebody we're not supposed to, but we cannot. Which is South Carolina's way of life. We cannot, for God's sake, lose to the teams we're not supposed to lose to. Like if we don't if we don't beat North Carolina, it's not the end of the world. It's gonna suck because it's the first game of season and like, but not the end of the world. Not a conference game. But if we win that big time, like big time going into the, the 
Mm. You know, we we just need to be two and zero going into Georgia because that's probably going to be an L. So two and one, yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> I, I need to find the line. Do I don't have, have the. I don't. I don't. I haven't looked up like a line as far as like over under wins for the year. Maybe we do that before. Yeah, the I think we'll do it. We'll end up doing a up. season preview right before. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think y'all would set the over under at eight. I think the the nate like the nation would set it at maybe like a six or seven. But I mean, yeah, what, what, what's Vegas got it at? Well, real quick, I say we'll break down that later on. But let me at least get since we're doing the SEC today. Um, I think I probably know everyone's answers, but if you got to pick an SEC champion today, who you got, Clint? I mean, there's no way I can go against Georgia. You got to prove me wrong. I mean, back-to-back champs, I, I do think it's going to be scary for them. Uh, they're not going to admit this, but being the first team to ever three-peat, that's, right. that's huge. That's, I mean, I, I just don't see a situation where at least they don't go to the playoffs. I, I don't see how that happens. Um, and then once they're – I mean, if you if you made it through the SEC and SEC championship, I, I like your chances, regardless of who you are. And Georgia's done the past two years. I don't see why right. it wouldn't be. All right, Jacob, who you got won the SEC? You know, I was wanting to go against Georgia, but I, I had to look up their schedule one more time, and they kind of have, as far as SEC goes, and Georgia is a kind of a cakewalk. Um. I mean, they are at Tennessee, and they get they're at Auburn. Like that, that's their two hardest away games. And I mean, I guess like, the thing: are they going to beat get, Alabama or LSU in the championship game? That's I think that's what it's going to be. I don't think there's no question they're going to they're going to win yeah. the East. I don't think that's even like a question. That that's like, do you have right. a chance I mean, Alabama was, can beat them? Like it's it's hard to pick against Saban, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you, man. Like for the sake of the argument, I want to pick somebody else and say LSU is going to win or say Bama is going to beat them. But at this point in time, dude, like I, I don't see it happening. The only thing that will beat them is from the other. Well, that's what I'm saying. West. So yeah, yeah they're I, making out the East. Won. I don't think it's yeah. an argument, but as far as them actually yeah. winning the title, I shoot. There's just so much uncertainty with Georgia and Bama at right. quarterback. It's kind of hard to just and pick for one the first time in a long time, um, for the first you know, in the last year or two, regardless of that argument, I'll take the rest of the Georgia team over Bama until proven otherwise, which yes, is a w- weird I to agree. say. Yeah. You know what? Let's, you know, this wouldn't be fun without a hot take. So I'll say LSU wins the thing. Dude. I mean, and again, that wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me either. If they, I mean, you get to the SC championship game, you never know. Um, but again, that comes with LSU making it out of the West and that'll just be good for, for all the Saban haters out there and, the chaos that will ensue. It would on a year. If there's ever a year to pick somebody other than Georgia Bama with you know quarterbacks uncertain, you know I think LSU Brian Kelly's got something he wants to prove. He, he can never do it and take that next right. step at Notre Dame, and he really wants to prove it. So I mean, he may as well. Let's go LSU. All right, guys. So next hmm. week um, we're going to be previewing the ACC, and then we'll update you guys on whatever's happening through this week because. More than likely, I will guarantee some conference realignment stuff pops up again. If not, maybe we'll get some like, dude, more, more info on on what that looks like. Restructuring <laughs> of TV deals, you know, I don't even know what it looks like for the all the networks and stuff too. So, um, follow us. We're on uh, Instagram right now from the Stands brand. It's got a link uh, in the bio to the podcast or on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So easy, easy to find. Um, 
if you guys got nothing else, man, let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. And for those who the select one or two that may be listening to this first episode, let us know uh, what you thought. Obviously we we're kind of just getting going. We'll get better at this. I, I'm kind of got a janky situation right now, traveling and we're getting things set up back home, but let us know what you want. Let's talk about what you liked, what you didn't like. This is, this is just the beginning. We're going to get better at this. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear more hot, hot takes like LSU winning. Wait till we, yeah, start off hot. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and be vocal with us. Like, talk in the comments. I'd like to know what you're a fan of, and we can kind of, you know, rat, you know, have a little fun with you too. So I'm yeah. all, all about right, it. All right, boys. Catch you next week. See you, bud. See you.